1: family. For years, I wanted to start composting, but if I'm being honest, it was always a bit intimidating and seemed complicated to me. But then I got my Lomi and all of that changed. My Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with the push of a button.
2: Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs. It's super quiet. And thanks to Lomi, we have way less garbage each week. I'm talking we've gone
1: from three bags per week to one bag. And by the way, less garbage means there's less going to landfill ...and producing methane. Instead, I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt... By the way, the Lomi also is not huge, so you really can put it anywhere, kitchen countertop, laundry room, pantry, garage, wherever. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. We love our Lomi. Head to Lomi.com slash mom, dad, and use the promo code mom, dad, to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to L-O-M-I.com slash mom, dad, and use promo code mom, dad, at check out. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can.
3: Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad.
1: Well, welcome home, family. Oh, welcome home. It's your,
2: your mom,
3: mom and dad. And dad. Yes. Oh, Video my audience goodness. roars,
1: rip roaring. <laughs> Good
2: morning, Lee.
1: Good morning, Good morning. Lee. Hello, uh, hello, hello, hello.
4: I just got to say, for those not watching the YouTube, the drip today is immaculate.
1: <gasps> oh, oh, my God, Lee. Thank you so much. You know,
4: Jess got the corduroy pants and the denim jacket, <sighs> thank and Evan's got the oh, my corduroy God. jacket and the denim pants. Wow. So Inverted
2: love baby.
1: Wow. I had no idea that we were connected on that deep of a level. Well, now Thank I you know lead. what
2: Lee likes because you know, he kind of likes the monochromatic kind of earth tones. Cause yeah. that's what we're wearing today. It's not true. a lot of pattern, actually no pattern, earthy vibes. He has an earthy vibe today as well. Actually we're all <laughs> matching color wise. He's got an earthy green with like an earthy tan thing going on.
5: That
1: means that we are kind of just in the same zone today, which we love to see. It means it's gonna be a hot fire episode.
2: It means we're very earthy. Lee like always man. looks dope. Lee's hair even matches.
1: I know. It's fantastic. His hair kind of
2: matches the pants and the hat. I mean, the it's people like, want
1: to see Lee so badly. never Lee, see him. When can we show you? One day will you allow us? <laughs>
2: one, day, one day. One day. Lee is a man of mystery. He, he is likes a man of way. mystery.
1: Speaking of a woman of mystery, mm-hmm. an instagram list woman of mystery, last episode we had on my best friend for life, mm-hmm. Katie, with no Instagram. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, please tune in. I have gotten so many messages from people since we dropped that episode using katie came in and she brought some hot fire dating technique techniques uh tips first date meeting people ideas and i've gotten so many message messages over the past um like probably 72 hours of people saying I used her tips over the weekend and either one, it was super successful or two, it was successful because I had so much fun. Mm. So tune into that. But Lee, what were your thoughts on my best friend Katie? <laughs> oh, dude, the en- a lot of energy. A lot, a lot of energy. energy. a lot of,
4: like, I don't know where, she got the nickname, like, Kate Ball. Yeah. But I feel like there was just the a ball being tossed, like, oh. in my direction. Uh, it's you know? true. She yeah. yeah. was, like, kind of out of nowhere, but oh, hey, like, you know. Even, yeah. She right? was
1: throwing, she was throwing lobs yeah. at you the entire time. I'm just
4: chilling <laughs> around the desk usually, you know, was an occasional lobber. right, yeah. And she's like
1: Lee. Yeah, <laughs> why like I are you was saying that?
4: on my toes a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, you couldn't be. You couldn't be. You can't. That's the thing about Aunt Katie is you can't. She kick makes you back. sweat. You gotta a be. Bit. You gotta be up front in your seat and ready to volley. That's for sure. But you will have to check out that episode. Um She's
2: kind of like a Tony Robbins of like talking to people at like a bar or like you know what I mean. Like she's kind she of the like let me kind of you know break down why you should do this way and let me just not think about it. You know what I mean? If you, if you need some serious advice out there to be out there like she is a it's a masterclass she's
1: the tony robbins of a good time and i don't know what that means but that's just (laughs) tony
2: that's like on if she had an instagram that would be her bio the tony robbins of having a good time
1: fun fact katie and i years ago talked about starting a podcast together and Mm -hmm. the title of the podcast was going to be till death do us party because we would have so much fun when we went out and we you know, it's, you know, maybe one yeah, day, maybe one day, maybe now, one now, day. The day now someone's
2: going to steal the name, because and so you, well, call like, you the know name. what, then that's
1: on you. If you steal it, then yeah. you hang that that hangs over your head and guilty <laughs> conscious for the rest of eternity. Um But yeah, so we had Katie on and Katie was on right before we just got back from Stagecoach. Yeah. We are fresh. Daddy was working. Daddy had a work yeah. trip and he took the kids along. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, join. it
2: started as like it started as like, oh, I got some work to do out at Stagecoach. And then just was like, oh, maybe I should, you know, we should cruise, and like, oh, that sounds fun. Let's let's make it a thing. Turned into like a group of friends going, and then like, I think I. Was like kind of invited then. you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah, whole thing got, he got reversed. Invited <laughs> afterwards. where it was like, "Oh, Evan, you should come." And I was like, "Wait a second! Like I thought that this was my work trip." And that's kind of what happened. That's also a Katie move too. Is like Katie will just come in and be like, "Oh, by the way, you're invited, Evan." I'm like, "Wait, what? This is my trip.
1: <laughs> I'm doing the show." Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we went. We went with Katie Thurston and Katie, our dear friend Anthony. We had so much fun, and yeah. people have been asking. Again, if you did not listen to the episode with Katie, you need to go back and listen to it. But Katie had a technique that she decided to try where she wrote in a bunch of Ember's unused valentines. Half of them had her number in it and half of them said, like, try again, sad face, all this. And she's like, I'm going to go up to guys like some guys that I think are cute. I'll fan out the cards and they can pick and let fate decide if they get my number. And I'm here to report back, everyone that it worked it was successful we had a great time with it katie got some texts now she's not doing anything with them yeah those texts
2: are are, are in a graveyard but
1: (laughs) but we had a fantastic time and she still has a bunch left over that we will be using uh coming up actually this weekend this weekend yeah
2: are you guys going out
1: hey, yeah, you're coming with oh, us. Oh, yeah. See,
2: I was invited. See, yeah, now I he's part of that. it. He actually got yeah. invited. We yeah. felt bad and
1: we can come with us to a Friday night jaunt around. We're going to have a good Speaking time. Speaking of
2: like being a dad, like I fell asleep early every night. Was that oh, yeah. embarrassing for you?
1: No, but everyone kept asking me about it. <laughs> You'd fall asleep in the middle of conversations. He falls asleep sitting up, his head on the table, on the couch, by the pool, everywhere, all day, every day he was falling asleep and everyone would look at me and be like, is this normal Is for okay? him? Is he doing okay? It's <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. It's what like people you.
2: get old. They just start sleeping all the time. <laughs> That's kind of what you was just happening.
1: the asleep everywhere. Well,
2: yeah, and because here's the thing, I get tired at night. Okay, some of us are humans. <laughs> These people don't get tired at but night. It makes are, no sense. Aren't you working all day in the desert? You know what? Work is a loose term. Like I had some stuff to do at the shows, but I wasn't like really working. You know what? But like, it, was
1: like, hot, it, was so it was very hot, so it was very draining. It was like you know, one hundred and eight degrees outside.
2: Well, I have a I have a question because uh-huh. I do this technique. Okay. That I want to get into, but before we do it, let's take a pause. Oh yeah, got to take yeah, a quick okay. pause.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> Family, listen. Before we hit stagecoach, I had to get some shopping done. Actually, some makeup, drinks, portable phone charger, etc. You know the drill. But I've been looking to also save money but I was also shopping, so how does that work well, okay? The answer is Rakuten.
2: Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. When you shop with Rakuten, you can get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more.
1: We are talking so many stores and brands from Sephora, where I got my makeup, to Walmart, to Expedia, and so many more. You are already shopping. Why not save while you're doing it? Membership is free and it's easy to sign up and Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account or they can send you a check they make it so simple I use Rakuten all the time I love it save a lot Uh, cash back rates change daily see Rakuten.com for details go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today that's R-A-K-U-T-E-N Rakuten.com okay sorry continue so
2: I do this thing that um, when it's late I'm always the first one tired like always. So always. If, if we're out, whatever. But but here's the thing. If you go out or you're having a barbecue, a party, or whatever, and then it kind of dwindles down to like four or five people. And then this is the classic move. Everyone's kind of around the like table or like Island yes. in your kitchen, right? That's kind of where like everything boils always down yes. to, right?
1: Everything starts to kind of slow down <clears throat> or the conversation mellows out a little bit right. and everyone stands there for and a while. And so then,
2: you know, usually putting a couple dishes away or something, throwing some trash away and then you kind of settle into the Island hang, you mm-hmm. know, it's the last of the survivors of the party or the hang my go-to move every time is I, I see it. I feel it coming and I get really tired and let's say it's 1am or something. I, instead of saying guys, Love y'all head in the sleep. I say, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I never come back.
1: (laughs) He disappears. And everyone's like, is Evan doing okay in the bathroom? It's been about two hours and he's still on the toilet. Right.
2: So I never come back. And that's my way of, you know, I think they call it Irish exiting, I guess. Right. Is a, is a way, Mm -hmm. but like, it's more about, I don't want to signal. I don't want to be the one responsible for killing the party. So if everyone's having a good time yeah. and someone goes, guys, I'm going to sleep, you might have one or two go, you know what? Same. And then the yeah. party's over and then you were responsible for it.
1: Yeah. You were responsible for ending the vibe. Right. Yeah. You slowed down the party vibes. You crashed the party. But
2: then one of the Katie's told me because mm-hmm. I I thought that was pretty noble of one me. One of the, one I of the, I thought the that. Katie's. Yeah. I thought that was very noble of me. A very selfless um, <laughs> <Gosh. clears throat> is that she said that. I should bring it up. There might be more than one people who want to get out of the situation and they're waiting for someone to signal it,
1: which I also understand. I understand both sides of this. I feel like it's a it's a tough call because when someone walks away from the party, it does and says, I'm going to bed. It does typically go. Everyone goes, I I guess maybe we should wrap it up, too. And we should all go to sleep when you're having like an overnight hang or whatever. But at the same time, too, I've been in so many circumstances where I'm like, I'm dying to go to bed, but I don't, I feel like I can't walk away right now right, right. because everyone's talking and then I don't want to be that person. So it's right. like, are you going to be the sacrificial lamb? What choice are you going yeah. to make? Yeah. It's a tough one. So
2: I, I don't know. Lee, what do you think? You think it's a good move? Yeah, I've never heard of that one before. The you bathroom.
4: like th- I, All I'm thinking of is like if I needed to go to the bathroom and I'm like, man, Evan's still oh, in
3: there.
1: Like, interesting. Yeah, there's a single bathroom in the house and you're like, oh my god, you're just <laughs> drenched in sweat.
2: But you know what I have done before? Another move I do is I just walk away. Yeah. Like I literally just walk That's out like the, the room. That's like the full Irish. And then
4: the bathroom move is like a
2: half Irish. But what's this is way more
4: gnarly Or you than just
1: the- fall asleep with your face on the island. That's your other That's move. if there's no hope. But
2: <laughs> the thing that. about the the leaving uh the the irish exit is generally much more acceptable because it's like if there's a hundred people and you right. walk out it's like oh evan never said bye whatever <laughs> but when you got five people yeah, staring at each staring other at you and they're and, gonna look at you <laughs> and then i just walk away people just assume that i'm grabbing something
4: right
2: so I, I like that i think the move now is just to walk away without saying a word because if i do say i'm gonna use the restroom and you really gotta pee you're caught waiting, which is not very nice. So that's my new move.
1: All right. All right. I'll accept that one. I mean, I know what you're doing every time yeah. you do it. Every time he says, Oh, I got to go, I got to do whatever. I'm going to, I'll be right back. Whatever. I know he's going and laying down. <laughs> like I know the room, the door is being closed and I will, I will feel the vibrations of the snoring <laughs> within the next 30 seconds. Gosh,
2: it's You know what guys, I apologize for that.
1: It's okay. It's okay. But, We had an amazing time. Yes, we We had so much fun. I was so proud of you. You crushed your work per usual. I love watching you work. Um, I will report back as well. People were wondering. We talked with uh, Instagram list Aunt Katie about that. She needs to go on The Bachelor. And everyone was like, yes, she does. She'd be so good on that show. Um, Here to report back that. Numerous Bachelor people over the weekend convinced her not to go on the
6: show,
1: (laughs) which understandably so they're like, it's not worth it. You just protect yourself. We've gone through it. And so they were talking her out of it. And I'm trying to be a good friend and be like, I also care about you and I don't want to see you, you know, in a tough situation. So what we decided, well, mostly what she decided um, over the weekend was she won't be auditioning for The Bachelor, but she is going to do everything she can to get on Vanderpump Rules. That's her new goal is to get on Vanderpump Rules and I said, "How are you going to <laughs> get Don't you have to, to like get... work at
2: a restaurant to do that? Oh, no,
1: not anymore. Now you got to oh. like date one of the people or be friends with one of the people or Lisa Vanderpump hires you yeah. in some capacity or brings you in in some capacity." And so I said, "How are you going to get on Vanderpump Rules?" And she said, "Well, you've had Lisa on the podcast before. Net, when you guys get her on again, I'm coming with you or showing up." And I'm going to pretend to be working with you. She's like, and I'll try to charm the socks off of Lisa so that she'll want to get me on the show. And I said, well, it's a game plan and we can try it.
3: It's or a we game start plan. showing up
1: to where they're filming all the yeah. time and she'll just be in the back of every single scene, just like
2: <laughs>
3: right, with her right.
1: valentines <laughs> and see if eventually, because I know she's not looking to date any of the guys on the show.
2: Right. But you know what? I This was all done without my consent. Okay. You guys talking about this and getting her getting, you know, told not to be on the show or whatever. Uh-huh. This is something that we've been talking about, you know, and we and we know enough people to where this is actually a possibility. I know. And I think that if we do enough therapy, you know, maybe she won't be as damaged. (laughs) Maybe we, you know, we put her into some classes, some like, you know, how to keep your brain strong while going, you know, into the dangerous territories.
1: Well, we got to get her coached.
2: That's true.
1: We got to get her coach.
2: But the problem is now what we're doing and talking about this on the podcast is we're incriminating ourselves. And then also people can come back to this and be like, see, we shouldn't get her on the show because of this. So I guess we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little well,
1: bit. Well, I'm just telling you that she does. She's made her decision. You know, when Katie makes a decision. It's she, she's not And we had a lot of bachelor people saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't really? do it. Yeah.
2: Mm, Understand. So I have to support
1: her. So now I'm supporting Vanderpump. Okay. We're going to get her on Vanderpump or on some real housewife. One of the Bravo you know, offshoots or something. Okay, we just
2: gotta find like a billionaire she can date, so she can get on that show, right?
1: I mean, House I force. feel like Katie will be able to figure that, one that out. Be a problem at I all. think that's I'm sure be.
2: she's already turned down many billionaires over the years. <laughs> I'm sure she over has. the many nights out.
1: <laughs> I'm sure she has. But regardless of whatever show she gets on, um, she needs to be coached. Okay. And the two best coaches of reality television, the experts of reality TV bachelor clues and pace case of game of roses uh speaking of the two of them we're covering the love is blind reunion today the hell oh, gosh the hell that was the love is blind reunion we're finally wrapping up you guys are late to the
2: game but we're, we're late here. to the game we
1: finally did it but after an amazing season the season was so fantastic it really was good such a good season so many Couples came out of it that they decide to put a cherry, a hellish cherry on top of a delicious Sunday with this horrible reunion. And so we're like, OK, how do we make how do we make such a terrible
3: reunion
1: like, episode? How do we give it a, a, a little bit of, of wonder and excitement? I'm like we yeah. need to bring in Bachelor Clues mm-hmm. and Pace Case so we can have some fun and break True this professionals. down. So uh, guess what? Hmm. They're here right now. Let's do it. Let's bring him in and break this baby down. This turd
2: sandwich (laughs) of an episode down.
1: And we are officially here in studio with Bachelor Clues and Pace Case from Game of Roses. Thank you thank
2: um, you. Thank you. We don't have yeah. to clap for yourselves. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hello! Wow! For all of us. For thank you all. all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, Big studio audience. Our faves are back. The panel, the, the experts, as we referred mm-hmm. to you when we did the our doctors, the thank doctors, doctors the, doctor. the cast bios, <laughs> yes. our, the 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 symbiosis, the cold bones, the hot baths, the
5: doctors. <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> yeah, cold bone crew. <laughs> <laughs> I literally oh. took a scolding hot bath right before it came And
5: Sam <laughs> and same.
1: In fact, I actually paused the reunion halfway through to warm up my
6: bones because it was oh giving me anxiety, God. so I really had to do a The deep... reunion froze your bones. <laughs>
2: God, it froze my soul for sure. Yeah, the look it was the, hard.
1: The look between Vanessa and Nick Lachey and the argument that I knew that they were going to get into after that reunion ended <laughs> froze my bones. I was
6: watching their <laughs> dynamic very carefully and she was really talking a lot more than him. She was and there were I think my counter got to six comments
1: exchanged where they both talked about how horrendous marriage is and Mm. laughed (laughs) in excess between each other. And I'm like, oh, a fight's going to go down as soon as this is done. I'm not sure what it will be, but it will be a fight. Mm -hmm. But you got to
0: think about like, the circumstance they were put in. It's supposed to be this giant live Netflix thing. the Only the second live show Netflix has ever done. Uh, it gets delayed multiple hours. Everybody they're already reading online. I mean, both the Lachey's everybody on that stage knew what the reaction online was to it. Not coming on. People had canceled work plans the next day, thrown big parties for this. It was like a big event. And yeah. all of these people across the country were getting fucked <laughs> over by it. Yeah. He so, was
1: waiting. Yeah. Yeah, were you, were you guys in the queue? Were you waiting?
0: Yes. And I never got to see it. I went to sleep that night and was like, fuck it. It was like one in the morning and I never got to get in. But other people were. That was another huge piece of the debacle. It's like some people got to watch it. Some people got to watch it starting halfway through. Other people didn't get to watch it at all. So all these spoilers start coming out and it's like, I never even got to fucking watch it. So all that said, they know all this is going on. And then they're like, all right, and you're on. on. (laughs) It's a stressful fucking thing for them to have, have to have done. And I think Nick Lachey honestly handled it very well and just sitting there going, okay, hi, <laughs> hey everybody, okay. He even got, in a, like, yeah. he exactly. got in a 90 degrees reference, he got a degrees reference. He was just doing straight teleprompter <laughs> shit, and Vanessa Lachey seemed like she was trying to take it in some other directions and be a funny and entertaining. Yeah. A lot yeah. of Many directions, a lot of directions. Listen,
1: trust and believe, the second that the episode started, I was thinking, listen, I can have some problems, I know. Pace case that you love your empathetic king Jesse Palmer. Mm -hmm. I can have some thoughts on JP but it did really make me admire Jesse Palmer's work.
6: I absolutely agree. You know he uh, looks like a shining star (laughs) in comparison a charismatic empathetic king. Yeah. He doesn't ask anyone about how close they are to having babies. He's like I just got married. I'm like a hundred years old.
1: (laughs) No I mean I but when I was watching it I was just like holy shit this is such a hard position so with all the pressure and everything coming in I was like I can't imagine what it would be like I would not want to do that I don't think I would be capable of doing it and feeling relaxed but the first 10 minutes I was like okay we're warming up we're warming up but then as you all say bad job yeah (laughs) It Oof, just the, totally. the questions were not questioning there there had been so much time and that was the thing so you saw this whole cast that had been an entire year since all of this happened mm-hmm. so a lot of that's the that's part of the problem right so right so a lot of the drama between all the castmates like you've had time to process you've fallen deeper in love like you've processed through other life They're like, I don't really care anymore. Let's let Mm -hmm. bygones be bygones. So what I'm thinking, I'm I'm watching, I'm like, I want the host to ask all the questions that the audience is curious about. Not so much, what are your feelings currently with this person, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's, it is weird because of that year delay. Again, the hour and a half delay. Also, you have to keep in mind, those people are all sitting in those chairs for an hour and a half. I bet half of them left. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck even is this? Yeah, just, you also have this I want to weird... watch
6: that hour and a half of them like waiting.
0: That tape exists. Oh my God, release. That tape release exists. the, the
1: waiting tapes. tapes. Oh my God. Everyone's screaming at each other. Yeah. The stress is wild.
0: I mean, you even had Dark Lord Vanessa Lachey in the program <laughs> said at one point, kind of under her breath, she asked some questions and somebody was kind of like hesitant to answer and she's like oh there must be a love is blind pack do you guys have a love is blind pack yeah mm-hmm. and it kind of alluded to the fact that even the producers now know these players will collectivize in that year and basically say like we have to go do this fucking reunion per our contract, or they're going to fine us $50,000 but let's not say shit and so that year gives them all time to get like you're saying get over their shit become friends with each other and then they sit on that stage and it's like you're not getting anything out of them they're going to stonewall oh you the whole time
6: N- 100% stonewalling like well we've buried the hatchet every single answer to every single question oh a thousand percent so okay
1: let's take a quick turn let's get into what love is blind the allegations with them with filming and now numerous of the past contestants on the show are coming out and yeah. speaking out about how they were treated What, what are what's currently happening right now
0: the the primary thing is Jeremy Hartwell and Nick Thompson from season two of Love Is Blind have formed this organization called You Can yes. that is meant to uh, supply mental health services to players who are uh, going into the show, on the show, and coming off the show, and not just Love Is Blind. I believe they want to apply it to all reality TV. And I
6: think legal services too. legal services, as well.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's kind of like the first step toward a reality TV performers union, essentially, which doesn't exist now. So all the allegations they're making and Danielle rule too, who was uh, engaged to Nick Thompson that season, she's come out in that business insider article and said all all the different claims about how they withheld food and water from her and separated her and Nick Thompson uh, at the, the episode where all the couples meet.
6: Didn't provide her mental health support when they asked for a therapist when she was having an active panic attack.
0: Right. And uh, these allegations are, they seem fresh, because it's coming from Love is Blind, which is only in season four. But these allegations have existed in Bachelor for 23 years. Right. This is how these types of shows are made. And I think what uh, Jeremy Hartwell and Nick Thompson are trying to do is to change that because Mm -hmm. it is unnecessary. I don't think it makes a better product, but I think the producer class of today's reality television uh, misinterprets the idea of drama as misery. We have to make these people miserable. That will give us in quotes drama. Mm -hmm. And this is simply not true. But all that said, what you're not seeing is kinetic filing counter lawsuits against any of these players or even cease and desist that we're aware of. Whereas bachelor fucking drops the hammer on you immediately.
1: Interesting. Okay. So that's the difference because I've been wondering about, uh, some of these, like the current players coming out and, yeah. and, and posting receipts and posting like Zach, for instance, posted on his uh, Instagram, like here's behind the scenes footage of yeah. me saying that the song that I, that I said, the song was Ludo and it wasn't an original. Yeah. And so I was wondering, I'm like, okay, how does that then work? So they're not.
0: The producers obviously gave him that footage. Right. They're because they need to promote him. As a hero player, Mm because he's in a a successful relationship. So they give him the footage to contradict his own edit to make him look better than the original edit did. But if you look at some villain players Mm -hmm. like Irina Solominova, she ain't getting that fucking footage.
6: Jacqueline also is being told that she can't come to the reunion for mental health reasons. They said to her. Yeah. Right. Okay, I saw that.
1: But because the it, reason
0: was they can't have her on a live set saying whatever she wants. Yeah,
1: because they, they still need to recorded control her what she says. That's what Vanessa I was going to say. Because initially, of course, when I saw like the little clip of them in the Zoom, my you know kickback reaction was like. They're pulling a real Housewives thing where they they don't want to show up because they don't want to get the heat and they're dipping out and saying like, oh, you know, we got sick or whatever, doing the, the classic Bravo, like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like throwing the towel in and just appearing via Zoom and then seeing that it was pre-recorded and it wasn't even a live yeah. Zoom. Then I was like, what's going on? And then, yeah, I ended up seeing that it was like, oh, they said that, you know, they were, mm-hmm. they, Netflix didn't allow them to show up and then they pre-recorded it and
0: yeah that was one of the things that the live show really i think revealed about love is blind is uh the whatever degree of producer manipulation is involved in any of those players lives in in the show itself you really saw it with Irina when she's asked point blank you know you knew you didn't want to be with zach why did you go to mexico with him and she was like yeah um I didn't want to as soon as I saw him, but then I was convinced to go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Con- I she was convinced. the
1: fourth wall during <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah.
0: And a bunch of players, they were even like, you're really going to believe the edit? That phrase was used mm-hmm. by, I believe, Kwame or or maybe Zach. I forget who said it, but they the live show in a situation like that where, uh, again, blisted. maybe it was, was bliss, yeah but it really allows those players to just deconstruct how the show is made. And I don't think the producers liked that. And it really, to me, spoke to a kind of ignorance or maybe like a uh, naivete that these love is blind producers have about how this shit is made bachelor producers uh-uh but when you walk out onto like a women tell all or an after the final rose which are taped live by the way not aired live so they get a little <laughs> bit of uh, leeway right, they- to do edits they can disappear like heather martin completely from a show if they want right but um those players are coached by producers like to the fucking letter bachelor producers give them scripts in some cases and say read these exact words make this exact attack against this player and we'll bring you to paradise and then they don't bring you to paradise. They will fucking lie to the players, but they get them to do what they want mm. every time. These love is blind producers didn't do that very clearly.
1: Yeah. That's so interesting. Why do you think that they chose to <clears throat> even dabble into the live?
0: I think it was a, a big like promotional thing. And okay. this season of love is blind. It was the biggest one ever. I think it really established love is blind as the kind of preeminent premier. Uh, reality dating show. It has taken Bachelor's spot for sure.
1: The season was incredible. Yeah, Yeah. It was 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 a brilliant season. season. Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely. So now it's taking over.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I think so. And I think that's why they were going to do the live. They were going to be like, fuck it. Let's blow this out of the water. Let's put on a show unlike anybody has ever seen. And you know, this was just some executive (laughs) at Netflix's idea. We're going to do this live. It'll be amazing. And then obviously there's some
6: difficulties. Chad and I have argued about the value of the live. I see no value in it. I'm like, tape it live, sure, but edit it. I mean, they record like nine hours for the Housewives reunions live, and then they edit it, and you only get the most interesting stuff. For me, I'm like, you can air it and be like, the drop is at 8 p.m. So it's still getting that effect of like, you got to watch it at that time or it's going to be spoiled but i do not i don't even really know when the bachelor is live or not i'm just like that element of it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me
1: and see i love no studio audience that's my favorite Ooh. the the way that, that bravo does the real housewives and all of that because i feel like when there's a studio audience the people sitting on the couches are feeling the pressure and all the eyes are on you and i feel like you're the, you see people are more loose when it's not when there's not a studio you audience you can't tell how
6: people are reacting to what you're saying it, exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. it feels
1: a lot more organic during the housewife reunions when they're sitting there and they're just with their castmates and their producers and that feels like truly organic but not to if me. you're
2: Vanessa cuz Vanessa liked the crowd <laughs> you could tell she was like performing. Oh, She'd do a lot of like, you know what I'm saying? And then look at everyone like, ah, you know, like yeah. it was very performative. Versus totally. like, if she didn't have the crowd, very. we wouldn't have got that. Because she was looking constantly out when she'd say something. She would be like, hey, you know, Jess, you should do this. Right, guys? <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? And so I kind of love it. Because it did like create this character we saw I feel her. like 100%. she should have had
1: a t-shirt gun with like Love is Blind t-shirts just like shooting it out into the audience like everybody yeah. come
2: on <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to see her on The Bachelor where it's like in the round and there's yeah. all so things she's like let me say it
1: so
6: she'd be crawling around that stage by the Yeah end. and she just takes the mic and walks around with it It's
2: yeah.
0: just like she's like trying to be a lead singer you know I uh, I make a lot of memes about The Bachelor different reality TV shows and stuff on my little uh, Instagram account Bachelor Clues and I got to say, I have never done what I did in service of this reunion show. I went and I took the entire reunion and made, uh, it's about a minute and a half meme of just all of Vanessa Lachey's faces. All of her looks into camera. Yeah, <laughs> oh my um, God. It was astounding. I've never seen anything quite like her. It her was, face play was off the charts. Off the charts. Shot I out of a cannon.
6: It. She's got to study Andy Cohen. That's how you should be. This dark void Andy where Cohen you're like, they can ask the question and be like, Christina be from Tampa, them. ask whatever. Not but, me. I don't have a personal opinion on this. But I will say there
1: was... Because it was so bad and so disastrous after such a phenomenal season, there was something that added to the lore of it. You you were like, everyone remember the reunion of 2023 Love is Blind season four, like how horrible that was and how like none of our questions were answered and all of us were left so confused and befuddled that it was a little bit like this is a
6: timestamp. This is I a yeah, totally do I remember good. the other reunion? I watched every season. Do I remember the reunions? N- well, some all. of them. I remember Shake being like, cut this out. And <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then they put it
6: in. <laughs> <laughs> but this I- one, I will never forget it. I never agree. Forget it.
1: Okay, family, quick pause from this reunion breakdown. Uh, I want to make Mother's Day extra special for myself this year. So that's why I want you to get me StoryWorth.
2: It's coming, baby.
1: (laughs) For real, though, StoryWorth is truly the most unique, heartfelt gift. I've given it to numerous members of my family, and it actually brought us closer together. It's an Mm. incredible gift.
2: StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. Uh, Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of options. These are questions uh, you may never have had the chance to ask, like, if you could see the future, what would you want to find out? And then after one year, StoryWorth will compile your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come.
1: I'm telling you, the book is going to be amazing, but the journey getting there will also be a gift in and of itself. I know personally, hearing some of my mom's answers to the questions uh, when I gave StoryWorth as a gift to her, they brought us closer together. They made me love her more. I found out all these things that I had never had uh, found out before in previous conversations. It truly is amazing. And I love knowing that we're going to have this book for forever and to pass on to our child ember one day it's so special give all the moms and mothering figures in your life a unique heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years story worth right now for a limited time you'll save ten dollars on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash mom dad that's s-t-o-r-y w-o-r-t-h.com slash mom dad to save ten dollars on your first purchase storyworth.com slash mom dad Well, summer is on its way, which means all those special friends and family days are going to be happening outside. Have you been dreaming up ideas for your outdoor space and how to make the most of it? Well, then let us tell you about. Article, our absolute favorite. We love Article. Article's curated catalog of outdoor furniture is incredible. They've got everything you need to really make things your own, from outdoor sofas to dining sets to decor.
6: Gorgeous. (laughs) And
2: Article's flexible range of styles mean you can do more with the space you've got. Their designs are amazing and their prices are equally amazing. And don't forget the top-notch quality. Our Article pieces are our favorite in our home and have stood the test of time and kids and dogs.
1: (laughs) And all that comes with that. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern coastal industrial scandinavian and boho designs make furniture shopping super simple an article offers fast affordable shipping across the u.s and canada plus they won't leave you waiting around you pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way I love this about Article. You're able to plan. It's amazing. And Article's knowledgeable customer care team is there when you need them to make sure your experience is smooth and stress-free. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com momdad and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash momdad for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
0: I love all the Dark Lords. We're talking about Palmer. We're talking about DLVL, DLNL. Um, And I like that they each have their their own Mm. styles. I like Vanessa Lachey's style. I know she got a lot of shit for all these weird face plays and going hard about the love is blind baby and all this shit. But like you're saying, it made this disaster so much more entertaining because I think most reality tv audiences i believe i consider myself to be this way as well you want to see like compelling love stories happening at least in the the dating games and you also want to have villains you want to have people that you can actively be like fuck that person right this turned that person into the host of the show which is essentially an extension of the show of netflix of kinetic content so in a weird way it turned the the villain became the people who are making the show and i haven't really seen that in like on camera on stage right in your fucking face ever really in bachelor it's mm. true. It's
1: so interesting
0: the vibe that was weird would, I, uh, so
2: i generally feel that way like where i'm like more you know weirdo shit and like, <laughs> and like you know what i mean almost yeah. more evil like yeah. you, it, you know it, you, it's like not morally sound but you're yeah. you're intrigued by yeah. it you know what i mean like that creates like drama and things like that But this I was telling Jess, this one made me feel gross Mm. (laughs) only because of this. I feel like I would have been much more interested in seeing Vanessa with the Bachelor franchise because during those reunions, they're a lot more like rowdy. People are yelling at each other across the thing. Right. People are talking to the crowd. It's back and forth. It's a little bit more like loose too. Like there's a couple serious moments, but then there's a lot of like, well, what are you going to do? Are you talking shit to me? You know, it's yeah. a lot more like almost Pour Jerry Springer. on someone. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> like, bring it's, out a costume. Exactly. To, yeah. Meatball yeah. rolling like around
1: in marinara. A, there's yeah. a campy <laughs> element
2: where this one was like, the only person going off the rails was her. <laughs> yeah. So, so everyone else was kind of serious. And they're like, yeah, actually, we've, you know, gone through a lot and it's been hard, but we love each other very much. And the next person's like, yeah, like, you know, for me, you could just tell that they're like, I want nothing to do with reality TV ever again. Yeah. Whereas and there's a lot of bachelor people that are still like, Oh, I can't wait to get to paradise. And there's right. like, so when Vanessa had all this like extreme energy, it felt bully E mm-hmm. because they were kind of sitting there just like, we have to be here. We're tired and kind of like traumatized by the event and we're, we are we somehow found love through this hey how are you guys and and she's yeah. just like right guys you know it almost just felt yeah, like you're I not was... gonna have
6: a baby yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah. that was my most
5: favorite part of <laughs> womp 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 oh my
6: god
2: I just saw like should, no life in
5: their eyes a, she should have had a soundboard with sound effects <laughs> yeah. just
2: yeah. to be pushing them yeah. no, like I, my mental health's been back she's like bomber you know what I mean like it was just very so like was
0: your first night together, like boy, oy, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like I felt, you just see their eyes where there was. Oh. Like, I feel like everyone was on the verge of tears.
1: My favorite <laughs> moment was when Brett, when 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 Vanessa decided to do a survey roundtable of the most inappropriate question, asking everyone if they were currently trying to have children. I almost yeah. was falling out of my chair, and Brett was looking at her, and over and over again was like. This is out of pocket. He was like, you really are pushing this, Vanessa. And he was like letting her know we're not going here. And she just kept going, but come on, guys. That's the job of a dark
0: lord. They need to know if you're having sex. This is in Bachelor (laughs) for 20 fucking three seasons. They ask him what happened in the fantasy suite. Did you get intimate? Chris Harrison has asked that question literally <laughs> to fucking people on that show. Sex it's, week. Sex week.
1: Sex <laughs>
0: yes.
6: Week. I, I feel like she was bringing the energy of like a ma- a married man in the 1950s being like, oh, honey, like making kind of these old fashioned jokes and like, when are you going to pop out a baby? Da-da-da-da. Yeah, it
2: was, like, it was overly invasive parents. You're like, holy <laughs> shit, man. Like, I just got here. We're been dating for a year. Like. It was just so aggressive. It
1: was like, so so inappropriate. <laughs> but that's I, think you know, I think it's I, it I was is. triggered. I was like, I was I was thrown back to mine and Evan's wedding day, where the second we walked down the aisle, all like the Christian parents pop up and they're like, "So are you pregnant yet? Have you consummated the marriage yet? Are you having a baby You're yet?" And like, I was like, oh. "Oh my god, this is not okay."
6: <laughs> I think it's because did you notice what she was wearing? She had like a sparkly like burp mat on, <laughs> on her <laughs> yeah. shoulder oh, and I think maybe that was like it. part of you
0: know, I'm thinking about is. attaching a sparkly like long shoulder uh, pad I to think all you of my should. outfits I mean but,
6: definitely
1: that's you definitely should get her yeah. dress for the next Love Grove Christmas ball
0: <laughs> yes. if I can I will the, if I can get that dress I will be
6: wearing it knowing
2: <laughs> Chad he'll get it made
6: yeah <laughs> And it'll be 50 pounds and he'll be like, can we leave? My jewels are too heavy. (laughs) (laughs) One side of the shoulders is permanently.
0: (laughs) Yeah. After that night, after wearing 50 pounds of jewels for a full night, I, uh, I realized I can do anything now. Yeah. You are But let me just say this about dark Lord Vanessa Lachey. Yes. There are all these complaints. Maybe she came a little too hard in the paint, whatever. Imagine that show if she hadn't done that. Imagine if she would have played it perfectly straight. It was already boring as fuck.
1: But imagine it would have been an, a Cohen type where you're really diving into some mm. of the nitty gritty questions from the audience. Because I yeah. felt like there were so many moments that like someone said something and I was like, answer that, answer that, and right. she would just kind of shift by it and go wing and like do something yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on, I'm curious right. about this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. I... <laughs> I, again, I know people hated her for this, and I'm not trying to defend her necessarily, but I just think that situation is like those hosts aren't really saying what they want to say. They either have it an earpiece or there's a teleprompter, the producers are are telling them basically what to do. She's throwing her own little spice on it, of course, you know, and that's what I think people had the main problem with, the faces and the the constant badgering about are you going to have a fucking love's blind baby or not?
1: <laughs> well, I think, I think- The audience went, she keeps saying that she wants to be Auntie Vanessa. Like, she's part of their lives when, you know, in the same token, she was like, you know, I wouldn't miss the wedding dress fitting. And as soon as the wedding dress fitting began, she left. Yeah, (laughs) Auntie Vanessa is not going to come over and babysit the kids. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. She's the one that comes into your birthday, your birthday party and goes, I'm here. And you're like, what? It's my birthday.
1: But like, I
2: just felt like the main problem was yes was she asking like massively invasive questions was inappropriate yes all those things to your point my biggest problem was how unlikable she was if you're going dark lord with it you could have been a little more suave with it a little more like let them kind of like sit in the awkwardness and have to come up with an answer but she would ask an answer ask an answer Make a weird face, make a weird noise, then answer again for them, and then like mock them for not answering. Like, she just took up the whole sound space where I just felt like if you would have had a little more like suave ability to kind of ask the question, you at least could have created like them answering.
1: Do you think inevitably when AI hosts this show, what do you think they'll be programmed to do? Will it be similar to a Dark Lord Vanessa?
0: It'll be whatever you want it to be because it will be a show made for you, Dark Lord Palmer. <laughs> and it'll be Dark Lord whoever you want. You could be the Dark Lord in it. The entire cast could be whoever you want it to be. It's not. I don't like. I mean, this is obviously we're diverting a little bit, but AI generated media is going to be <laughs> here within two years.
6: We're so, how many minutes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 I was directly. Yes. directly Hey. I did not bring it up. It was hey, a direct I baited him. I baited him. You I <laughs> made. pulled the little woody string on the doll. So I could host goes. it one day. Yeah. I yeah, can watch host. myself host it one day. Oh
1: my god. I wonder yeah. how big my paycheck's gonna be. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, all of our paychecks will be zero. Unfortunately, that's the the downside of AI making all media is no one will ever work again. uh, (laughs) We'll have fun getting to watch whatever we want.
1: (laughs) The world will collapse. Yeah.
0: But we'll have great TV shows.
1: But we will be highly entertained. Um, Okay. Before diving into some other things, uh, into the actual reunion, what was the name, again, remind me of the organization that you can foundation you can okay because that's definitely
6: one of it's the letter u underscore c a n on instagram we're following it on game of roses if you want to find it
1: people who go on reality tv shows need to have rights and be treated as employees yeah
5: yes and i also Mm. think
0: they have a unique opportunity with you can to do basically to have a repository of all of these stories of what actually happens to you on reality television. We know that there are certain uh, people who've gone through reality TV and come out of it just fine just with fine. big podcasts called the Vial Files. <laughs> and uh, You know, they can do whatever they like, but there are a lot of other people who go through the same process and are not treated exactly with the same. vastly
1: different experiences, Exactly.
0: And I think a lot of them are afraid, especially if you've come through Bachelor where Uh, you know legal recourse is threatened against you basically daily if you're even thinking about starting your own podcast let alone telling the dirty dark secrets but I think there are a lot of people who have this information who have been through these experiences and they have really nobody to talk to and I think that organization at least from my understanding what they're trying to do with it is give these players a place where they can go they can tell you these things potentially even get some mental health services or legal services if they need but just to start collecting these stories because right now you hear them pop off Every once in a while on a podcast. Yeah. Because Somebody people will are say scared. Like, what the fuck?
1: People are scared yeah. to talk about it because yeah. of legal repercussions and everything. And also mental health shaming. Exactly. It happen.
0: But I think if you have a giant body of evidence, it becomes a lot easier to use that to leverage into a kind of union and yeah. actually get. I mean, the ultimate goal of a union, I think, would be to get these giant corporate fucking machines that make all this media that pay the people on the shows literally nothing in some cases, like bachelor players, don't get fucking paid. To at least get them paid, at least get some kind of uh, minimum level of treatment guaranteed, you know, because, again, I don't think it has to be like it is. I don't think you have to drive people to nervous breakdowns to make in quotes good TV.
1: No, No. And anyone, by the way, anyone out there saying that they chose to go on the reality TV show, they should know better. Just stop it. Until you're in that situation, it's like it, it's not. And, and again, it's like you were saying, it's all so personal. Different people have very different experiences depending on, on totally. all of no. these
6: industries are going to be exploitative until there are unions because the corporations don't care about protecting people's mental health. We have to organize in order to get these things and people organized in order to get it in scripted TV and just non-scripted TV is behind and so you're seeing like all of these horrible effects of these exploitative practices and you know I want to feel good about the content I'm watching I don't want to think that I'm watching something and people are deprived of water to get them to say shit like
2: like we have naked and afraid for that yeah, exactly. Exactly. we don't need to actually exactly. you know, like like where that's the, what you're literally wanting to do versus like you're being tricked
6: into it right. and yeah. then abused they all, for it it's, yeah. they're signing up they're not like even if you research it even if you listen to our show and you have a very good idea of what the experience is going to be like you don't actually know Mm-mm. what the effects on your mental health are going to be yeah. have I gone without my cell phone for a day no
0: they're going without their cell phones for <laughs> no, yeah, a really so long time true. plus
6: right. all these other things like it's impossible to predict. And and again, it is like the treatment is different for different people.
0: But I do think the bottom line is the audience. I think largely the audience doesn't understand what practices are used to create these shows. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, if it's Survivor or Naked and Afraid, that's the premise of the show. We're all okay with that. We know that these people know they're going to be put on an island in Survivor's case for 30 days without food and water and see how best you can make it. But I think the audience... They, they get that in Survivor. They don't understand that in yeah. A Love no, is Blind no. or A Bachelor. They think this is kind of a vacation for these people who get to go and do all these extraordinary things and go to these different tropical locations and fall in love. But that isn't what these shows are. And I think there is a little bit about educating the audience in terms of these, these producing yep. practices that needs to happen as well. Because again, like Lizzie was saying, if your audience is like, fuck, they're torturing these people, you're going to lose your audience. And then the corporation will start listening.
1: A thousand percent. And like you said, like you can be treating your employees, which they are uh, very well and making sure they're doing well and are fed and have water and mental health checks. And you will have a phenomenal reality TV show. You you cast the right people. And then also, too, as the audience, we're then able to get a an actual read on people you're not going. Is it just this edit, or mm-hmm. is it because you know they haven't been totally. treated okay? Like you're actually getting to know the person, and you're not thinking about all of that behind the scenes stuff.
6: Jeremy said they're filing W twos for them for Love Is Blind. So are they employees? You're filing them as employees. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting.
2: No water, but you get a four hundred one k. That's yeah. right. But you got to pay the taxes <laughs> yeah. on these. Five dollars
0: an hour. We're paying you. But um, I, I also think that the producer class currently in both of these shows and in a lot of reality TV is just like, this is how it's been done since the early 2000s. And it has just gotten worse and worse in terms of them feeling like they have to have absolute control over everything that happens to these players, that they're really orchestrating and manipulating all the situations instead of setting up a situation and putting the players in it and seeing what they do. That's where, in my opinion, in Bachelor, at any rate, that's when the best shit has ever happened in Bachelor is when they set up something interesting, Mm -hmm. like uh, season 24, Pilot Pete, when they put all three of the finalists, Victoria Fuller, Madison Pruitt, and Hannah and Slaus in the same fucking room during yeah, Fancy Suite. You guys got to sleep in the same bed with each other. Was, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's fucking it. crazy.
1: That was wild. Do you guys happen to know... Sorry, then we'll get back in the reading. But but do, sorry, you have, yeah, yeah. do you happen to know uh, the, the practices on Love Island?
0: I don't.
6: I'm
1: I mean,
0: s-
6: Love Island feels very like Big Brother of just like tons of cameras and they're just filming whatever happens. Yeah, but I'm curious I, about that. I'm assuming they cut out producer involvement and there's like some sort of earpiece situation. Cause sometimes I can I feel like producers are talking to them and they're like, we have to go over here or whatever. Yeah, there
1: hasn't been enough drama but going it feels on. Hands-off. That's what that's why I was curious about that because I'm like, oh that one that's one of the ones that comes to mind right away that I'm like, okay, they're dropping an episode pretty much every single day of the week, minus mm-hmm. the weekend. And the cameras, you know, to get an episode every day you're you are seeing a lot of their day so i'm yeah. like okay are they treated better in that situation because we it's also just get kind to know the
6: love island people I a know. lot better and i think like part of it is that hands off approach and guess what like you cast these people for a reason they're interesting let them yeah. do the premise of the show especially in bachelor it's like the premise of the show is interesting you don't need to like be forcing situations yeah. and over Sally's suitcase. You don't need to be doing Sally's suitcase. <laughs> Sally's suitcase. I'm talking about Sally's suitcase. I no, no, thank you. But
0: they, the Bachelor producers also, at this point, script the entire season in casting. They literally have pieces of paper. I can't divulge how I know this information, but I know this information. In casting, they will have pieces of paper that say, this is the villain, this is the bachelorette, this is the whoever, and they write that, and that's what happens with very minimal wiggle room. If something crazy pops off that they can't control, like the bachelor's like, fuck it, get her out of here, fine, they'll reconvene, they'll they'll figure it out, but they script the entire season. So there's no room for any personality to come through, and all they're really doing is, in their edits, cutting down everything to shave off any little piece of personality to try and avoid a situation like Greer Blitzer or like anybody else where something comes up from their past. And now the show is made to answer for it. Um, and I think it just makes for a worse show. And you're seeing that play out now with love is blind where they, at least despite all the bad producing practices, they, at least in the edit, put these interesting conversations in there Mm -hmm, where you're mm -hmm. talking about, uh, I remember in last season, you know, Bartisa and Nancy had that conversation about abortion and one about aliens uh, close to my heart, (laughs) You know, but like, you're never going to see anybody on bachelor talking about aliens or certainly not abortion. So you have no idea what these people's uh, perspectives on any real world events or situations are. And you're just like, what am I watching?
6: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, they just include, they're like, okay, we need a love pun and we need a love level from one of the people who's going to go far. And it's just, it's, we, we don't get to know any of them. We don't yeah. know Charity. She's an ex-Bachelorette. It just feels like they're shaving all of the edges It's like off trying to guarantee Bachelor.
2: outcomes versus Ugh. like letting what it, happens happen. It's happens. tighter
0: and tighter control. I think yeah. in the absence of Alon Gale, who left in season 23, you had this power vacuum. And now the people who are at the top, uh, like uh, Bennett Grabner, I think these types of producers really just want to fucking strangle it until it's exactly what they want. <sighs> and the thing they want isn't, it's not good. Mm-mm. It certainly isn't as good as Love Is Blind, and that is what season yeah. four I think proved. Even despite the debacle that was this failed live reunion, <laughs> that season was so fucking. It was good. So good. It was so good, and amazing. I mean, the
1: the proof is in the pudding. You have n- so many couples who stayed together for a year at this it's crazy, point, yeah, which is
6: yeah. pretty the incredible. Of bachelor who stayed together a year. <laughs> Right.
1: Not right. many. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's genuinely like what this is. Season four of Love is Blind and the amount of couples that have stayed together are like the, s- the same as however many seasons of Batch- The Bachelor
6: at this point. Wait, yeah. have you watched Love Island, Australia? Yes, I have. Yes. The most recent season is really good. It's fantastic. It's amazing. It's, it's so good. But that's the thing. Note. Love is
1: Blind or uh, L- L- Love Island. It's like. I like the fact that I get to know, just like Love is Blind, I, I actually feel like I get to know each individual, and what I like about Love Island is that there's very rarely a villain.
3: Yeah. There'll be mm. some
1: dramatic situations, but when there is a villain, genuinely, it's because they keep getting into shit, and then everyone from the cast is trying to work it out with them over and yeah. over again, and then they just keep, you know, but, but there's chance after chance... It's not, nar- like, it's not a narration.
6: Mm-hmm. It's No, it's, in, it's they're letting a villain, like, let's say Callum. Uh-huh. Uh, Colin, call, Callum. Callum, Callum. Love Callum. Island, Australia. He's just, like, stepping in it left and right. Yeah. And and it doesn't feel like the producers are making him that no. way. There's maybe a little bit of narration from the narrator being like, oh, ho, ho, ha, ha, he's a F-boy kind of thing, but... It's definitely not like we've crafted and taken this person's words out of mm-hmm. context to make this person no. sound like they're a sociopath. And it goes
1: to show you that you have one of the, the biggest shows out there and you don't often have a villain in it. And it's still yeah. so much drama. So much drama. There's mm-hmm. also,
0: I think, an element in a lot of these shows, especially if you watch Perfect Match, which is kind of the the kinetic content Netflix uh, answer to Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. It's like an all star group dating kind of format those players look like they're having fun. Whereas you look at any bachelor show paradise or bachelorette or bachelor, those players are living in fear, terror. Mm. They don't want to be there. It's miserable to be there. And they are scared of what the producers are going to do to them. That's the, the overarching feeling you get from Mm. those players. And I think it just makes for bad TV. Whereas again, in the loves blind shows, you might get some reunion, like side eye from some of the players and (laughs) fuck you. We want to get out (laughs) of here. But during the course of the season, it does look like they're, they're invested in what's going on Mm -hmm. and they're not thinking about their edits. Whereas in bachelor, I think that's all players are thinking about like, how the fuck is this going to get cut? Am I going to look like shit? Am I going to get death threats? Am I going to be a Brennan Marias, lose a hundred K Instagram followers just because they wanted to paint me as a villain. Um, and I think that culture of fear in Bachelor is—it's really detrimental to the the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm use the restroom real quick. I'm like dying. You can keep going though. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm literally like, Thanks for waiting for my, the end of my diatribe yeah. about Bachelor, the culture of terror that exists. <laughs>
6: We let people use the bathroom here. Yeah, that's okay. right. Hey. This is, this is a broken room. chair and, the line this and Lee Clippett. We let him use the restroom. We don't keep him here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we let
1: him use the bathroom. <laughs> okay, Evan can't pee,
6: Evan can't poop.
0: Oh, <laughs> um
1: well here's the thing. I have yeah. to tell you, from the start of this from the start of this reunion, something My first beef, my first beef with this reunion began with the fact that we did not give adequate enough time and space to the king and queen of this season, Brett and Tiffany. Mm. That was bewildering to me. I'm like, you have, first of all, you have this season where so many people walked away are still married. They haven't broken up. And technically Josh and Jackie are still together. So you've had many success stories and yet, the king and queen who were together from the top never
6: faltered. Mm-hmm. This that made him believe in love again. I, I, he was I, watching I, it and he's like, if they break <laughs> up, I'm going to lose it.
0: Oh, that's true. But, uh, you know, there are rumors swirling out there in the rumor sphere that that was a manufactured couple, that they knew each other before the show to some degree. Chad? Yeah.
1: Don't even start. Don't you dare.
0: <laughs> don't you
6: dare.
1: I'm
0: just reporting.
6: <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs>
0: i'm not he making like, this up dear, these are things so i read like, out is, there in the internet this is
6: the magical no bathroom love. for you chad this
1: is the magic <laughs> of love, of love. Okay. Yeah. I'm just like sobbing
0: no whether they were manufactured or not like they do seem to to be very genuinely in love and are in a happy couple and all that and it's great
1: they're so and she has
0: uh this is another metric that you can compare against bachelor Tiffany right now, I believe, has six hundred and thirty some k Instagram followers. Yes, a, a complete demolition.
5: Demolition. Of anyone
0: in Bachelor Season twenty seven? The the biggest one I believe is Katie Bigger, who has two hundred and thirty something.
3: Wow! So almost
0: triple um, your highest player in the most your recent season of in Bachelor.
3: Incredible! Even the
0: incoming Bachelorette. I don't even think Charity is at two hundred k yet. I could That's, be wrong.
6: That is just crossing one hundred. Everyone
1: go follow Charity.
6: Right um, but.
1: I just could not believe that here is the king and queen of our season and that we are that there's not space allotted to them to, like, get more into their relationship. Yeah. It what was, have they been
6: doing since the show? Or just, like, tell us
1: about how you felt when you for. I mean, just a moment. It was right away just, like. So, did you do it right after in the uh, I- at the wedding? And look, we have a behind the scenes clip of your guys's first night together, and they oh, showed the man. clip of
6: her sleeping yeah. from the pods. Just which an was...
2: attempt at humor that was so bad, That's
6: so bad, <laughs> it fell so <clears throat> flat. Same with the pants thing when she was like, "We started late because he had to fix his pants."
0: <laughs> so yeah. bad. these are not funny yeah. people. The producers of these shows are not funny people. And the Lachey's are not, generally speaking, funny people. She was unintentionally funny, for yes. sure. <laughs> right. Laughed at, not with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, always in all these shows, when the producers try to like script a little bit of comedy, never fucking works. Bachelor does this shit too, and you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? It's
2: not what the show is. I'd prefer to think she brought the clip and brought the joke. And it's just like, <laughs> they're going to love this. She, hands <laughs> it no, it she it handed it. To it, her it was just like, <laughs> guys, throw this and I, I'm gonna, it's going to be a killer moment. <laughs>
1: Well, you they're know, gonna, they're gonna, gonna, gonna love it. it plays and everyone's just crickets in the audience, and yeah. she's like, huh? "Like uh? it would have been
2: even just so much better if it would have been like a picture versus the video, because yeah. like even before the video was shown, we knew it was coming. It was like, yeah. oh, she's he's, going to make a sleeping joke, and then we watched like the forty-second yeah, video, like and then it came back, and it was like it. the joke was dead before you even said it, and then she's like, right, guys, because. She was sleeping. And you're just like, yeah. Like, duh. (laughs) It's like when when someone's at the dinner party and they're not really funny, but they're like, They're like, watch me entertain this entire dinner with these (laughs) horrific jokes, and no one's laughing, and they're just still just living in their own world like, am I not a comedic genius? And
1: to be fair, if there would have been a situation like what went down with them where they couldn't air for an hour and a half, you know... That Jesse Palmer would have gone on live stream on his Instagram and goddamn tap danced for us if that's what we needed. He would have started doing magic tricks. He would have really done everything he that. could.
0: I'd watch Jesse Palmer do magic tricks, do some football drills, yeah. some workouts.
1: Yeah, you guys watch me do 20 push ups.
0: <laughs> you think he can do 20 push ups?
1: I think so. I don't Be know. like, Zach, come on out here, hop on my back. I can do They're 10 squats.
0: <laughs> yeah.
6: I believe in
1: it. Yeah, maybe.
6: He can do anything.
1: He really can.
6: (laughs) (laughs) He's hosting those cooking shows. He's in his little outfits. He's wearing costumes in it. He does it all. I love our new Dark Lord. He does it all. He does it all.
1: Um, (laughs) But they don't give, they don't give Brett and Tiffany
6: their time. No. In fact, Mm. we're
1: finding out random things like, random, like the fact that, uh, Brett also doesn't live in Seattle, that he lives in Portland. That yeah.
6: is insane that we did not hear that comment before. It was a full
1: storyline with Kwame and Chelsea, and we've yeah. never heard to vilify
6: it. vilify them as a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We
1: never heard it with, with Brett and Tiffany at all. We find out that she's moved all the way down to Portland. And in fact, mm-hmm. Brett wanted the people to know. He was like, by the way, we yeah. also... Had some tribulation where like one of us had to make this whole transition in their life and she's not getting the credit for the fact that she that we also were having to grind mm. through this stuff. It yeah. wasn't all easy for us. Like we went through it, too.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting thing about love is blind is there's um, much more than in Bachelor. There's a lot that you do not know about what actually happened. There are multiple couples that get engaged that you never even see. Yeah that, uh, don't make the cut going to Mexico or going to wherever the tropical paradise is for all the other couples. There were, I think, two on Love is Blind that got engaged in the pods, and then they were just like, uh, you're not coming with us to Mexico. <laughs> Bye. Kick.
1: We heard about <sighs> that, and that to us, there's not a worse situation on this planet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've called like, all I your got friends got and family
1: engaged
6: <laughs> for this show. For and the the then show. they're not gonna air it. I would just start filming your own show those two couples should make their own like seriously spin-off. do
1: a youtube channel something i mean
6: they're probably not allowed to do it in the contract no. but oh
1: God. But, i mean that's
0: another thing about that contract you can go into these games and be like all right fuck it i'm gonna do this shit all i gotta do is get engaged and i make it to the next right. round and that's mm-hmm. where the instagram starts coming and then you do that thing and they tell you fuck off there's no even for playing the game correctly you can get punished or eliminated from the game altogether Um, it's a very hard game to play. I feel like love is blind in, in that regard, you have to almost at this point, I mean, I can't help myself. I just look at the analytics of like, who's coming out of it with the most Instagram followers and who becomes beloved or hated or whatever. The game you're really playing is the Brett and Tiffany game, a 100% for the right reasons. We are each other's soulmates. That's going to get you very far in the game and then you're also looking for victimization this season Marshall Glaze was the biggest mm. victim to Jacqueline Bonds and he has over 500k Instagram followers will I would bet be showing up on perfect match but where he he he's probably a girlfriend. okay we'll see
1: listen he's they're not gonna in have a love? when
0: they make that call they're
1: in love okay
0: <laughs> whatever <laughs> That's why he
1: needed the ring. Vanessa
0: said that. And Jackie said that. At least they (laughs) let him keep the fucking rings. Whoa.
1: Okay. Hold on a second. Actually, has
0: something different going on. That
1: was, I went on our last podcast and I was like, they do not let them keep the rings. What are they talking about? And then I was listening and I heard, yes, indeed. They let them keep the rings.
0: That's intense. Mm. That's intense. That's so wild. Also,
1: when there's a breakup, just one person gets the ring. Yeah. That's painful you're like we can't sell it and split the profit like I just know. one like she still has the ring
0: yeah. Jackie
1: yeah. still has the ring
2: And Josh is like thank you so much <laughs> now I will not you'll be like by the way do you want to get married just do that one you already have
3: change the gadget,
2: Complicated,
1: just, just, <laughs> takes, just takes it off her nightstand in the middle of the night and is like, yeah. Surprise!
6: <laughs> like, sharpies the, the band, trying to make it look different. It's, yeah. a, it's a platinum, it's you know, it's a, it's a different color.
1: No,
0: I found that very interesting too because then there is a money prize now in this game. If you can yeah. get to that point, do the yeah. couples who got engaged but don't make it to Mexico get to keep the ring? That I don't know. Oh, um,
6: that's a good question.
0: But the fact that there's a money prize element in it is is better, I think, than Bachelor because as we know in Bachelor, the broken engagements, those rings go directly to Michael Fleiss and he stores them in a, a repository of broken engagements.
2: <laughs> They're like Super Bowl rings? Yeah,
0: basically. Well, and he's got them that's on
2: one
6: every way one of looking at it. Neil Lane, the demon uh, sparkler provider, says he likes to think those broken engagement rings go to heaven.
0: They don't, though. They go to Mike Fleiss. They go to <laughs> the hell. Yeah. Uh,
1: Do you think Mike Fleiss still has them, even though 100%. he's been dismissed? 100%.
0: You kidding me? Those are trophies. <laughs> he's got them like, you know what I mean? Like how like old warriors would have bones Oh my God. He's got a fucking crown. Yeah, he's got a crown on like, a, a throne, them. like yes. Game of Thrones of all the fucking broken diamonds and shit.
6: He breaks them up and makes them into a girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> he fucking
0: snorts the diamond dust yeah. late at night. <laughs> oh, that was a good one in <laughs> <laughs> season five. <laughs>
1: Some people like have like a, a bondage room, a secret bondage room. Yeah. When he's with a woman, he's like, check this out, and just opens the door and it's just like, just Ch- like crust chips of diamonds and oh just some sort of
0: creepy yeah and then pictures of all of the the bachelorettes and bachelors and stuff <laughs> Crying. You know what, all those yeah just pictures of them crying with the fucking yeah. diamond dust everywhere <laughs> this is the misery i have wrought <laughs> <laughs> i can see that being true
3: yeah i think it's probably true I, like it.
0: I prefer to believe that allegedly but you know
3: yeah.
0: no he does have the rings that part is true uh and then if you wild yeah if you make it through like caitlin bristo did with sean booth if you're engaged uh and you you meet your contractual obligation of time that you get to keep the ring neil lane then gets first option to buy that back from you if you ever want to sell it
5: oh i mean sometimes there is
6: a money prize though michelle young and nate alakoya got 200k for their house a rare occurrence yeah rare occurrence sure Okay, one more quick
1: pause. So it's spring. So put some spring into your step with Rothy's. With sustainably made flats and bags in every bright color imaginable, you'll be re-energizing your looks in no time. I've been obsessed with my Rothy's for years. They have so many different shades and prints with their shoes too. And not only are they so chic, they are also the most comfortable shoes i own i swear by them there is no break-in period i love them
2: they're so comfy their quality is also uh, seriously amazing i mean 45,000 5 five-star reviews and counting can't be wrong no 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 and rothy's are made to last all styles are machine washable So they keep looking great all year long and everything at Rothy's is sustainably made with their signature thread spun from single use plastic bottles over 158 million and counting.
1: Mm -hmm. God, I love so many of their styles. My personal faves are their slip on sneakers. I love them so much. I cannot get enough of them. And also their new almond shaped loafer is so cute. Side note. The machine washable piece is a game changer to me personally. I wore a pair of my Rothy's in the desert this weekend and it was dusty, dusty. All I had to do was throw my pair of Rothy's into the washing machine and boom, they came out good as new. Amazing.
2: Uh, for stylish and comfortable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash mom, dad. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash mom, dad. $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash mom, dad.
1: Summertime is right around the corner, which means school is almost over, which means the kiddo will be home. And I am so excited. But myself and other parents and caretakers out there are like, what are we going to do with keeping the kiddos preoccupied and learning and excited throughout Mm -hmm, the summer? mm -hmm. Well... Let us tell you about KiwiCo. Oh my gosh, Amber loves KiwiCo. She's been obsessed with KiwiCo for years and so are we. Each month, KiwiCo delivers crates packed with fun and sparks creativity with kid-friendly topics and activities from engineering robots to learning about the science of cooking. There's interesting topics for every kid in real hands-on skills to explore.
2: Amber loses her mind when that box shows up. I know, she's uh, obsessed. Yeah, Discover subscription lines uh, for infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. As a parent, uh, it can be really hard to find creative of ways to keep your children busy, challenged, and off their screens. KiwiCo does the legwork for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. They'll be so excited the day the box arrives, and it'll be their favorite day of the month.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. We do love doing the projects together, but I will say one of my favorite things about KiwiCo is that they make it so that kids can do it themselves, which cultivates mm. so much confidence and pride in their work. I know for Ember, the moment of pride and accomplishment at the end of a KiwiCo project sparks creativity Uh, and confidence for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. I know the other day, Ember finished um, one of her crates that was focused on planters. And as soon as she was done, she was out in the yard. She was digging around. She was experimenting. It sparked that creativity Mm -hmm. and it was absolutely incredible. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash mom, dad. That's 50% off your first month at k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash mom dad
2: <sighs> wow. uh, just a side note though did we ever figure out did Jackie say anything like when 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 Vanessa said so you kept the ring it, it, it wasn't like did, did she she just goes kind of like I did keep the ring it was like oh good to know like it wasn't like a here's why it was just like no. and I did and it's been very good to me like and it Vanessa- was just
3: very like
1: <laughs> and Vanessa was like good for you yeah there wasn't any sort of like
2: <laughs> why did you keep the ring because then because then later on she goes marshall why does it bother you she kept the ring and he had to explain like well yeah. it's a you know it's a symbol of my love and she's like oh interesting but then the jackie she's just like you kept the ring right good good it's like <laughs> yeah. so strange to me that
0: there wasn't like a i agree an interest in having they her explain it you know she's a new person the every day oh my but God. they also i don't think want the producers don't want to have to have that conversation about like mm-hmm. there's a money element of this mm-hmm. Because then it, it makes the whole thing cheapened. You know what I mean? Like all the other relationships now are like, oh, well, they get to keep their ring too. And there's money involved yeah. now. And who gets to sell it? What if these relationships break up? You know, it, it, uh, I remember in in Bachelor season two, not to keep going back to Bachelor, but like that is the thing that generated all of this shit in Bachelor season two. The Bachelor was a guy named Aaron Borgie from Missouri, and he made a point of buying the ring himself. And there was a whole scene where he whips out a checkbook and fucking writes the check for the ring because in season one, Alex Michelle, obviously the ring that he gave to Amanda Marsh was a producer given. And now every season posts Aaron Borgie, even Andrew Firestone, the real millionaire season three, those were all uh, given by the show. Neil Lane came in later, but that idea that, um, you know, the players are responsible for any element of the relationship moving forward, the ideas for the dates, paying for any of these extravagant dates, the ring itself, they're not. The producers do all of that. And I think that they want to stay away from exposing that idea, even though it's there in plain sight, because it cheapens the relationship. It makes it far less about for the right reasons.
1: Of course. Then versus you have Love is Blind, where these people are actually like go home and they're they're working yeah, while they're filming, which mm. is wild. And like you actually are spending real days and nights with each other and getting to know each other off camera quite a lot. I think we've seen right. that. A lot in some of the texts between producers and contestants that have come out with time signatures where you're like, oh, yeah, these people really are They're, they're still going to work and there's tons of time off camera that they're having with each other. I yeah. don't think they should be allowed off camera.
6: <laughs> <laughs> cameras Jesus. everywhere. I will say that. Yeah. Ring cameras everywhere. A That's a little Vanessa yeah. and me. We want to
1: watch you
0: always. We're always so watching.
1: what did you all think of, so then they, they moved to to Kwame and Chelsea, of course, they talk about the engagement photo shoot. All I wanted to know was, did you all use this photo to invite people to your wedding or send out after your wedding? Because I'd
2: love to know. 100. Hundred percent.
1: I'd love to know. They do confirm that they will be getting large prints of it yep. in their hallway, which Evan and I, of course, predicted. We're like, they're definitely gonna have massive prints above the guest bed. All yeah. of this, so that you have to, you know, you have to observe sit there while them. you're
2: sleeping and like looking at the your hosts, mostly nude, like <laughs> kind of subtly having sex, and you're just kind of like, why is this hanging in here?
6: She did give an interesting tidbit which was that it was they had cut (laughs) out this whole they had a Calvin Klein themed date and she she had bought underwear for her future husband with her mom Mm -hmm. and then had to have them flown out or something and I was like, oh, do they actually pay for the stuff that they're gifting to the other person? Because I think in Bachelor all of that stuff is provided by producers but maybe they're allowed to get in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I just felt like they're there was a level of, like you said, in Bachelor, there's so much script and so much, mm. you know, just like, you just follow this. But it did feel like there was a lot of things that resonated with their personalities. Mm-hmm. Like Chelsea was like a certain way, kind of more a little more high-strung and a little more like that way. And then there was a lot of actions done that were that way. Like yeah. even just her like booking that. The photo shoot was the most her thing ever. Totally. Mm-hmm. And him being awkward about it was the most him thing ever. <laughs> so, you know, it didn't feel like it felt like it was her idea. Like there was many of those things that I felt like were very much their own ideas of just yeah. like, I don't know. Like it created an honest moment.
1: Well, it was interesting because then we got the clip of Chelsea and Micah having a conversation where then we hear Chelsea saying to Micah, that he said he broke up with you. You said you broke up with him, and then we go back to the uh, the reunion where you know Kwame makes his apologies after everything, but then is making it clear that they had skipped numerous dates. That he had written the note to a you know uh, break up with her, and we didn't see that. We were led to believe that she simply broke up with him, and then he mm-hmm. transferred right back to Chelsea, which. To me, it was definitely an interesting moment of, as a viewer, a reminder of editing.
6: Yeah. Oh. Because
1: I let... now I was tricked. Trust it and believe. It did seem like
6: you did a proposal <laughs> to two people in a row.
1: Trust and believe. I still think the man had the hots for Micah after the pods, which, <laughs> listen, to me, understandably so. You're talking with someone for hours, you're vibing with them, and then all of a sudden you're with them in Mexico and you're not going to... Maybe have a little bit of a feeling, a pull towards them. I still think he had the hots for her. I don't believe that he sure. was fully over it. I
2: mean, he still, he kept the note, the breakup note he supposedly wrote. He said, I still have it. And I'm like, why do you still have it? Just in case. Did you, you just did you it? <laughs>
3: yeah. he, he, wrote,
2: he wrote a breakup note before, and then you got broken up with, and then you keep the note for a year and a half? Like, in your like special notebook. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not. I'm in a scrapbook Micah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit like, he's, yeah.
0: you know. But That scene that they had between, uh, Micah and Chelsea, I thought was shot after the show. It looked it so looked weird and out of place. Really it was very weird. weird. It looked like yeah. a
1: film set. It looked very
6: strange. Also, Micah had a dog. When I was like, is this a new dog? I don't feel like we've met this dog. They're all, well, I think we did know she had a dog, which we're also, I was like, what do you mean she's not maternal? Like, is she not? Taking care of this dog, but like this dog is so weird. Wings. It was <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're gonna walk our dogs together, and then they don't even walk. They're just like, we just brought our dogs outside together it to go poop. Very... The dogs pooped, yeah. and then they
1: went we did they live
0: in the same strange. place? Did they both live in that apartment complex? I I, I don't understand what was going on in that. Was scene. that
1: the row of condos that they all lived? Were they neighbors. I don't
0: know. know. There's some like some gray area in in, like, do they set them all up when they go back to the city? Do they set them up in the same apartment complex to make it easier to shoot? Do they? But some of them, it looks like are in their actual houses because we're going there. But I will say I love uh, what Love is Blind does by setting each season in a city. It removes a big problem that Bachelor has, which is like who's going to move where? And I think Bachelor could take that lesson and make every season set in a city. It would
1: no San Diego every time. I'm down.
4: (laughs) down. Just, Just San Diego, Chicago, San Diego Chicago <laughs> yeah. San Diego, Chicago, San Diego
2: Chicago That's it the two be. cities everyone's from
1: just back and Great. forth the entire time. No, well, I mean, and honestly, what was it's uh, Brett and Kwame were the two that were in Portland. and yeah. yes, it's not Seattle, but it's not too far. Mm-hmm. It's not across the country. Like they were able to drive back and forth. Right. So that was an option. um mm-hmm. but yeah, the the whole the, the the Chelsea and Kwame situation listen, the entire time, all of us were like, I mean, I'm assuming everyone was like, there's no way these two are together. There's yeah. no way. And then when we see these moments where you're like, "Up," oh, the editing, they led us to believe a certain thing. And again, I'm going to stand by the fact that I still think he had the hots for Micah. And I think that he was yeah. a nervous about saying the I do's, but clearly they're still together and they seem very much in love. Yeah. And it looks like they got an edit that really wanted to to give us a certain narrative yeah. that would keep us on our toes.
2: My, for favorite, sure. my favorite thing about the chelsea or the Kwame and micah breakup kind of thing that happened w- w- with you know chelsea finding out that he's like oh wait he said he was breaking up with you and then you said this right was that when they were on the, re- the reunion there and then kwami's like yeah like i was planning on breaking up with her i wrote the note and everything and so like basically like we were on the same page and then like micah's like what <laughs> and then she's like even she you know she could, she could tell she's been through it and so she's trying to kind of p- put the perfect face on for the show to not cause any more drama, and she's just like, "I was unaware, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was given no signal at all that he wanted to break up." But neither here nor there, we've done what's bad. Like it was so yeah. clearly, that, like he like, had been the telling pact, Chelsea for months, yeah. "I wanted to break up with. I don't even yeah. like her." And then Mike like, <laughs> "Not according to every interaction we ever had, but." <laughs> I, I think it's great that you guys are together. Like, it was it was clearly... And even when Kamali was talking to Chelsea, or, like, apologizing, he's like, I have an apology, and there's three elements of my apology. I'm like, oh, you. this has been rehearsed and talked through with Chelsea. Because every time he ended a sentence, it went up. He's like, and I'm very sorry
3: about
2: <laughs> the things that I've done. And like, it was very, like... Yeah. Did I hit all my, okay, we're good. All right, yeah, we're good, we're good. It just killed me.
6: It did seem very much like... Oh, you broke up with me when I was about to propose. No, I wrote in my diary on July (laughs) second. I'm about to break up with Micah, definitely.
2: He's like went (laughs) back. Hope she'll be okay. July seventh.
1: Yeah, leave an empty page just in (laughs) case. Keep it safe. No, but I think, uh, yeah, definitely, we see a heavy play with the edit with those two that made us feel a certain way. That's for sure. Um, Then you know we end up getting transferred into arena and micah they have arena sit down and i do definitely feel like i imagine a lot of the heat from this episode as far as the lachey's lacheying was that you know there was a lot of accountability that was uh talked about with some of the people and not others (laughs) that was an interesting Mm -hmm. dynamic zach wanted
6: to have his moment
0: yeah, and he Zach, used it. He promoted his own Instagram through it.
6: Zach, to me, was like the person I remember most from this reunion. Zach, I thought like he was Zach Vanessa, was obviously. my
1: favorite on the on the reunion, and I saw a lot of people giving Zach shit. I liked what? it because I thought Zach brought the drama. Zach got Zach, shit. Yeah, for what? I think he was plugging his Instagram a I
0: lot. Yeah, <laughs> when he when he literally looked at her and goes, "You weren't here for the right reasons. You just came on this show to get famous." By the way, go to my Instagram yeah. <laughs> and right now I've got receipts. But Premiering it's like, at what? 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Unfucking real. But
1: then his receipts were. It
0: had nothing to do with the show. It was a thing know, about his mom.
1: And it was so beautiful.
0: Sure. But. <laughs> so
1: to me. <laughs> That's just good marketing. I just felt like I saw it and I was like, what a beautiful use of social media. I don't feel like we see it very often. I'll stand by my king. (laughs)
0: Sure. Of course. I'm not not saying it was a bad post. I'm saying how he promoted it was like he literally was accusing Irina of uh, doing for the wrong reasons, fame seeking. He's literally obviously doing the same thing. They're doing that. Everyone's
1: on there. They want to be on on TV. They want to, you know, whatever. Question, though. Can we acknowledge that some people are a little more there for the wrong reasons than others? Yeah, everybody's oh, on the spectrum sure. there's, a, there's a scale right it's
0: 4TRR and 4TWR on both sides of the scale so everybody's somewhere in between and nobody's I, I'm full I'm either I'm a little for the
6: wrong reasons when Micah and Irina were doing their whole like dynamic duo villain thing I was like this is amazing we've <laughs> never seen this <laughs> love is blind
3: <laughs> yeah
1: it was I, spicy television, that's I for was sure. shocked, and they're, like, hiding.
6: and They were I, laughing at
0: somebody crying. It was beautiful. Oh, Multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Multiple
1: times. And then Irina tries to snake her BFFs guy. Yeah. And then their dinner together, where she was like, I don't know.
0: But <laughs> That was, was real. I feel like producers probably told her, here's what you need to do. You got to go tell Micah you kind of want to get with her guy. And then maybe we'll bring you on Perfect Match.
1: Irina is one of those ones, listen, and I'm, you know, I under there's always the edit, right? And there's all this yeah. and there's producer play. Yeah, we and don't they, know any of these people. I don't, we don't, honest. we don't know these people. <laughs> I gauge there's certain people that I'm like, listen, there's some action sometimes on the show where I'm like, yeah, let's, uh, this went above and beyond to, yeah. to me and I can't shake it off. And so to me, I look at it and I go, listen, zach's out here going you're here for the wrong reasons it's like listen zach you're about to promote your instagram which i love what you did with it shout out um <laughs> but you're about to promote your instagram and you were also here to be on television and hopefully maybe yeah. get somewhat of an influencing career but irena feels pretty saturated and in the wrong reasons to me mm. that's yeah. how i feel
2: i right. think the difference for me like watching the show was like with bachelor there's so it's just it's such a legacy that like people are so familiar with what happens that like the the villains are generally like almost comical or campy in the way that they are villainous they're like yeah. i'm gonna grab that thing and throw it in the pool and call you a <laughs> dumb bitch and walk in in, the you the pool know what i mean it's always kind of like <clears throat> yeah. it almost feels like a like there's an like an element to it where it's like someone wants go throw it in the pool and they're like walk over there and be over the top yeah where like this one hasn't reached that level to where like we've seen enough of it to where like you're, you're it feels like you're getting a lot more of an honest, like these are people's personalities we're seeing in this. So for me, it's like the arena thing, what made it so dark and the reason why I think she couldn't come out of it. Like even on the show, you could tell the more she talked, the worse it got. Even if she's apologizing, there was so many moments that made her look bad mm. because it was, it wasn't. I'm going to do this shady move. It was, I'm laughing at people's sorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm literally like smiling and cackling as people are crying on the floor. Like it was, it was next level mean. It wasn't like I took your, your bed and threw it in the pool. So you wouldn't sleep in my, you know what I mean? It wasn't Mm -hmm. silly. It was like, it, we like
0: remember those people in high school or like we saw those people growing up and were triggered by it. Yeah. But there's also this to think about. I, I thought with Irina, I'm not, Defending any of her actions more or anything, but I am reminded of, uh, Ashley Salter on season uh, 18, 19 of bachelor soul, 19. I think it was 19? Chris souls, the zombie date, the zombie group date. Yeah. It was Chris Souls, season 19. Um, she clearly was going through some shit on that season. I don't yeah. know if you remember this and it's yeah.
1: very fuzzy. The
0: producers brought her back to paradise and she was behaving in ways that were like just bizarre. At a level that you were like, is this a joke to her? Is this performance art? What the fuck is going on? And I think some people, when they get in these situations and like, fuck, there's a bunch of cameras and producers and it's this weird thing. They're making us go on the pods. They don't fucking know how they're going to react to yeah. it. And some people may react like, what the fuck is this? This right. is fucking crying on the ground. Now they got this fucking booze coming in. There's Nick Lachey. What the fuck? And it's kind of like a weird, bizarro, surreal joke to them, you know, all of it. Because especially in that situation, you have to be constantly questioning. Is this person crying? Are they putting that on for the cameras? Is this even real? Mm. Not again. I'm not trying to defend her. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate to say, like, you don't really know what the fuck anybody's experiencing when they're in that situation. And to like villainize them in a real way to say, like, that's that person's a fucking bad piece of shit person. (laughs) I have no idea what she's like.
1: But no, no, I I hear you. And I think that's then when it gets too far, when you're taking it actually onto someone's social media and getting into their actual human space. And you're like, we don't really actually know these people. so Yeah, not at all. Yeah,
6: I try to not believe anything that I'm seeing. I'm like, I don't know what she's actually laughing at it's not in the same frame. So it could be anything. Sure. Sure. sure I don't sure. know.
2: I get sucked into it so bad. You guys are like on this, like you guys are in the, you guys are behind the no, wizard of Oz. I'm just right there. Going like, I can't tricked. believe she did.
1: That. <laughs> Evan's kicking down doors. <laughs> no, but I just,
2: I do get like, whoa, you know what I mean? Obviously I don't ever like get taken down the road of like, it doesn't stay in my mind more than a few minutes, but there is this element of like, holy shit, this is happening, you know? And I, and I know it's, a, it's a, there is a definitely a level of like intentional ignorance on my end. Yeah. Like, I almost want to believe on those
0: moments just Mm because it makes me feel like
2: a part of the journey. You know what I mean? It's the
0: two minute hate. It's 1984, George Orwell. Right. If you remember that book or you saw the movie or anything, there's a part where, like, all the people get filed into this room and they put an image up on a screen of, in quotes, the enemy. Right. And everybody screams at the screen for two minutes. Then you go to fucking work. Like, that's what reality (laughs) TV is. Here's the thing you love. Here's the person you hate. Cheer them, yell at them. Right. Like, Top
1: Gun. Okay, well, here's the thing, everybody, what just (laughs) happened is that we assumed this happened is that we were talking too much smack on the Lachez, and they laughed at us for talking about their technical difficulties, (laughs) and all of our videos shut down for when we were previously recording, so, so sorry, Dark Lords Lachez, we're so sorry, we didn't know how
5: powerful you (laughs) were. You know what, I'll never say anything
1: negative again. Anything again, cut to me in two minutes and yeah, exactly uh, right. <laughs> I'm talking shit. It all happens again. <laughs> I blame the Luches. I blame Mercury retrograde, but we're we're back and sorry back. for the lost video footage. You'll never know what
6: we were doing in that video it footage. It was really fun and charismatic. Yeah. I yeah. think we all agree that we did really well in the video. We were very compelling. If
2: you want to see the video, it's now on OnlyFans. <laughs> That's the way for us to get you to our OnlyFans. Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> I didn't know it was that type of shit.
6: <laughs>
1: We were all naked the entire time. I had
2: no bottoms on the So
1: now that we put our clothes back on. Now that we're clothed again, uh, let's get back into it. (laughs) So I believe we were talking about Zach and Arena and all of that. But Zach really was. Zach was living his dramatic truth this entire episode. And I think a lot of it was, even though it's been a year, it felt to me like, I know everyone was saying like, he's here, he's trying to get followers. I did feel like a lot of it though too, was there was still some serious pain that was emanating from insecurities and hurt that happened. And I think he was wanting to have his moment of like everybody... Mm -hmm. This is what I experienced, but I definitely think in general, you know, the audience already had their feelings about Arena. But then Zach was coming in too when he was uh talking about Paul and Micah. So when the Paul and Micah breakdown started mm-hmm. to happen and Vanessa was talking to Paul over and over again about the the nurturing piece, which was you know, we talked about it on our last episode. That was not a nice thing to say. Mm-mm. And the more that she talked to him, the more that I felt like she was asking about all the the deep pieces. And he kind of just kept burying the hole a little bit farther. And I'm like, my guy, the, the way you could have gotten out of this is you just apologize that you shouldn't have said that. And that wasn't a nice thing to say. And all you go is, everybody, remember Shelby?
3: <laughs>
1: remember Shelby? <laughs> everybody, let's just talk about Shelby. Like, yeah. that's an easy transfer. Mm-hmm. Throw to Shelb's, which I don't know why we didn't have Shelb's on this show. I feel like that was a
6: huge mistake on their part huge to loss. not bring her in. At least Zoom her in. Zoom in, Shelby. She's I got agree. thoughts. She's polarizing. And uh, that's what... I mean, if it were Housewives, they would have done it. They absolutely yeah. would have brought in Shelby on. No well, questions she was asked. so
2: just like, you know, polarizing. Just to have someone on there who's just like, I hate this guy. <laughs> Get him out of here. And you have to fight against that. Like, well, that's intense. She did not hold back at Jim. all. Like as the wedding's exploding, she's just like, "Told y'all, he sucked." We were like- obsessed
6: with her. It was like you've broken up multiple of your friends relationships how is multiple? that possible and Very if they would have had her on this
1: on this episode I do really believe that she would have brought the heat yeah. maybe that's why they were a little too nervous to have her mm. on
0: she would have outshone Vanessa yes <laughs> during the season Paul misplayed his first meeting with Shelby she essentially established herself as the gatekeeper to that relationship mm-hmm. and he told Micah like I don't give a fuck what your friends think about me
6: in front of her what that yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> sorry what yeah. you're
0: never doing that you're saying like oh Shelby she's you know she's a little rough around the edges she takes a while to warm up but I really love her she's fantastic I can see why you're best friends and I want her to be my best friend too just say it
6: she cares about you
1: so I care about her yeah (laughs) no he he, uh, let his feelings be known about Shelby and um, that's for sure and but during this whole interaction, Zach was feeling it. He wanted mm-hmm. Paul to be to have his moment because, I mean, truth of the matter is this. There were definitely things that Paul needed. There needed to be discussion specifically with that nurturing comment and all of this. Yes, I'm glad that they talked about it, but there was no heat on Micah ever at all. And there were numerous times during this season where there was some controversial moments. And even that they had the conversation with Kwame about how he interacted with Micah but that didn't get thrown on Micah. They, she didn't talk about that yeah. at all. And so it was all very Paul heavy and, and Zach couldn't help himself and he started whispering to uh, yeah. whispering to Paul and Vanessa was like, this is a lot, a quote unquote live reunion, my guy. Share with the class. Yeah. You got to share with the class.
2: <clears throat> she just didn't, well, fast, she was fascinating in that she didn't have any sort of, in her mind, like a line. There was no line in her mind that was like, all right, that's going to be too much. Right? I just drilled him yeah. Now let's let him rest for a second. Now it's like, no, we're going back in. <laughs>
5: we're going back in because I'm
2: not a part of this like inside joke you guys got going on. Why can't I do that?
1: And and Zach then just swung for the fences, and he was like, I've heard from women on this show that Micah really didn't want to be married to you. And then they were like, Well, what did she say? And he's like, Well, she just didn't talk about it a lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then she went person by person. She goes, Who did it? And she's like, well, You guys, I know. You, I think that's when she said, like, I know you guys have someone of the love is blind, like you know, packed packed. between you two, but I'll get to it. Who? You? You? Oh, there it is. It's like, Irina she landed on.
0: Oh, I think we found it. And she we found this. it. Yeah. She was like, She's like, and I on found the nose. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. Yeah. That's great, though. Imagine <laughs> if she wouldn't have done that dinner right. party
6: energy. but I respect, and please don't turn our yeah, video exactly. Yeah, exactly. please don't turn the cameras please, off again. Vanessa. <laughs> we looked great on video. I loved <laughs> the burp rag. It was stylish. <laughs> it was a 10. It was, it was a 10. Gala
2: burp rag, yeah. <laughs>
6: I did like how Zach was getting in there so much, even on other people's storylines. I uh-huh. was like, he is gonna be the star of the, like in my mind i watched this maybe last week but i was like he's the main one who stands out to me for how much he was talking and we've never seen yeah. someone on love is blind Dyke, before where you like ari Dyke proposed to a certain person and then broke up with her and then uh becca kufrin and then got with now lauren Dyke. chose the second place person this is the first time they've been able to engineer that and it was so uncomfortable to watch so that, uncomfy. the boat proposal where his leg is hanging off of the thing he's trying <laughs> we, to thought kneel he was, on we thought he was we thought he was gonna fall off we were convinced so funny yeah. i loved
0: it he's I got did. 458k instagram followers by the way
6: wow. wow he's
1: crushing yeah,
0: that's uh, that obliterates anyone from bachelor season 27 anyone. including the bachelor not even wow. close why would, why would you, you even
6: goal? go on bachelor at this point
0: yeah <laughs> I I coach people to go into bachelor and I have had in these past couple of weeks, my first person that I was like, you should go into love is blind because they have uh, wow. at least the person I was talking to immediately I was like if you talk to the bachelor producers for 5 minutes you will be a villain period there ain't no way <laughs> you around it it's yeah. interesting, blind, you, though you can get in
1: it's interesting you bring this up because my very best friend everyone she was just on our podcast and everyone who meets her is like you need to go all the bachelor people who meet her they're like you need to go on the show yeah. but i know she'll be a villain because mm-hmm. she is a funny charismatic strong energy and she's not afraid to say anything and so every everyone at first was like go on the bachelor and then they're like actually don't do it because you will be a villain and it's not worth it now because the instagram followers are just so minimal she also doesn't have an instagram so that would be an interesting interesting, and she's like i don't think i'd get one even if i went on the show
0: mistake Hmm. then why go on the show
6: just for life experience
0: okay interesting (laughs) i mean
6: that's we have been waiting for someone to do this on bachelor and be like, I'm for the right reasons because I don't have an Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We haven't seen it. I've definitely
0: told a few players that I've coached, like here's an experimental strategy. Take it or leave it. Delete your Instagram. Now delete it. As soon as you know, you're going to get on the show. And then depending on how far you get in the show, the week, basically before you get kicked off, launch your Instagram during the watch back.
1: I think it's smart.
0: So far, nobody's taken me up on it.
1: Well, maybe my
6: friend will if she decides to
1: go right. against yeah, the advice Tell and her go her on to the DM show. me
0: on her non-existent oh. Instagram account. <laughs>
1: <Trust
0: me. laughs> She'll be in a contact. contact. She'll be yeah. in
6: contact. <laughs> Tell her to send me a pigeon.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
1: but yeah, Zach had his moments. One thousand percent. I wanted Nick and Vanessa to ask Micah more about her friends. I want them to go more into that. Um, but you know, Zach was there to protect Paul. But I will say this: these two, apparently, Paul and Micah. Um, tried to start dating. They mentioned that on the episode. They tried to start dating in real life. Paul said it was a short-lived thing. Uh, Micah then on Nick Vial's podcast was saying they've been going back and forth. And just a few days ago, Micah posted a reel of her and Paul from when they were together, kissing, making out all these things. And she was like, oh, the memories of the good things you didn't see. And then Paul commented on it and said, whether we're together or whether we're not together, you know, I'll always love you. Da, da da So people are guessing that these two might be an on again, off again
0: hmm. romance situation. Or maybe they're building up something for Perfect Match. Wouldn't oh, you like to see both of them on Perfect Match? Together? Yes. Just yes, saying. I would. Because I was yes.
2: shocked by you know a year later, she's immediately crying when they brought up just the engagement and everything. You know, and everybody. I mean, this is a year. A year is a long time dated other people lived your life and then to like be that triggered to cry that quickly when they said like how are you handling this or or if he if you would have gone first would you you know i was just like dang like she was crying hard i and had an
6: opposite reaction to the tears and like Irina started crying immediately and i was like good for you girls oh, those tears in there i didn't buy the I know there was some laughter I heard when whenever was know like, give brutal. me a second. That
1: yeah. was brutal.
2: Um, no, no, I mean, I, I think that's value. I think that shows you the
0: gullibleness of me, possibly. <laughs> you know, you're you're going into that show. One of two things. Like I said, you want to be the Brett and Tiffany or biggest victim. Tear play always gives you great victimization at it.
1: Well, the other note is apparently Vanessa Lachey sent roses and an apology to Paul the day after the show aired uh, saying that she's sorry for the bias because he had gone mm. on an interview and he was like it felt very biased to me and mm. she sent him flowers
0: yeah I read that too and I was just like she sent him flowers
1: <laughs> I was like well <laughs>
0: what was that Netflix was that kinetic was that I a think- PR person was that
2: her agent and didn't he post yeah. something that said like Thank you for the flowers and acknowledging your bias, basically. It was like a yes. kind of a shady, like nice Instagram post.
3: Yeah, he like, thank you out. for uh, your
0: thank you for acknowledging your bias. Yeah. Appreciate it. Picture of the flowers. Yeah. It thank you like, very much for these flowers that 100 percent acknowledge you are in the wrong and the worst person we yeah. have ever seen host this show. You no longer want to host it and should be replaced by who are they talking the, about now?
1: Lauren and Cameron, um, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: May, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. I love it. I mean, I
1: would love it. I would I live love for it. it. But
0: but they have to be in it like the Lachey's have to have a contract at this point. I would imagine once season four came out, if they weren't already in a multiple year contract, season four was exploding. Like it was so big before the reunion. Um, I'm sure they would have locked them into a multiple season contract after that. So to get them out, if they want... Uh, Lauren Speed and Cameron Hamilton to host whatever's gonna be Love's wine season five, which I think may you have already think been shot. Put, it's already the uh,
6: They fr- probably put an option. They don't know what's the gonna next happen. They could have been canceled for something. The
1: next few uh seasons have already been filmed.
0: Okay. So, so Nick and Vanessa are already in it.
1: Yes. Now, hmm. I mean they could edit them out and not have them included, or they could just not have them for the reunions. They were sorry. on the
2: show for like three minutes the entire time. They were in yeah. the like first episode going, hey yeah. guys, and then the last episode. It's like they just reshoot that. I mean, trying. I
1: I believe a statement was made that the Lacheys aren't going anywhere. I believe yeah. Netflix released or Love is Blind released a statement, and they're like, sorry guys, they're not they're not
0: leaving. Plus, it's like, do you really want to see anyone else other than <laughs> Vanessa Lachey have to stand front and center in another fucking live reunion? Are you kidding me? What what I'll be interested is
2: this next season is to see if Vanessa comes in with like a fuck you vibe or a, hey everyone, so how do you feel about If it's like I'm trying to rein it back in or if she's going to go just as hard.
1: I got the energy that she already kind of came in with a fuck you vibe because I think she... She made numerous comments throughout the episode where she was talking about how wild everyone was going on social media. And she's like, you all are crazy and da da da, da, and kind of rolling her eyes at social media. So I'm sure she wasn't enjoying probably some of the memes and things made Mm. of the Lachey's and people being like, why are they hosting this? Why are they there? So I already felt Mm. like she came in with an energy where she's like, fuck all of you. And so I feel like it's just going to get ramped
0: up. I agree. This is the move for Vanessa Lachey right now. I mean, you're saying it's already shot, whatever. Whenever she gets to shoot something new, it's head to toe, black on black, everything. You look like a Disney fucking villain. I want to see black wings coming out of the back. <laughs> Anytime Nick Lachey says anything. <laughs>
6: silence! Disagree. This is my kingdom. I think she goes dressed Full baby outfit. She goes, You're not going <laughs> to give me a fucking love is buying baby. I'm going to be the baby. <laughs>
2: the oh, baby. she's in a diaper and stuff. That'd be cool. Um, <laughs> that'd be cool. Oh I'm
6: my the
0: God. baby
6: now?
1: How
0: bizarre. <laughs> Who's the baby now? Oh, yeah, I, I think like these that. are both great ideas. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Vanessa, they're yours.
1: Yeah, take wow. them if you wish. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I think full kind of like maleficent evil queen type shit ah. that's like, This isn't going to be fun anymore. Now I'm doing what I want. I love that. Nick Lachey had a dog collar. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes.
2: But with that, with the, like the, yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm, every time he does one of his weird laughs.
1: Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm sleeping. <laughs> he's like, on a guys- couch.
2: He's sleeping on a couch. He's laying on a couch in the covers. I'm like,
1: he did reference <laughs> yeah. that he sleeps on the
6: couch a lot. He did reference that in marriage, he sleeps on the couch a lot. There's right. only one chair. He's just curled up in a ball by her feet. And she's yeah, just exactly. Like, yes.
1: He's <laughs> scratching Petting his head. Him. Just scratching his oh, head. Oh my god. Well, another thing that people were um very upset about with the liches was the then we move into the Jackie and Josh, like we had <laughs> said, the pre-recorded Zoom call. Now I do um remember hearing Dave Neal bless him. I got all my tea from him throughout the past few days when I was trying to catch up because I was so behind. Um but he was saying that he believes that uh, he thinks that Netflix didn't want Jackie and Josh on um, and wanted to do the pre recorded Zoom because he does not think that they were prepared to have a live conversation about the text or the text messages between Jackie and her friends and then um, the uh, derogatory, the transphobic slur that she claimed oh. that Marshall used. So he was saying that he doesn't think that they were prepared to totally. want to go into that with a live reunion. And what I think, just by the way, taking away from all of this is I heard um, Justine and Natasha on Two Black Girls, One Rose subscribe to their Patreon. They're fantastic. Talking about the bottom line with this conversation and then in Netflix's direction and same thing with The Bachelor, too. But specifically with this conversation, it was like you have two people up there who are clearly like we need individuals there who are educators. These people did not have the language to talk about. What the bottom line was with this which is that we're using homophobic and transphobic uh talk to like insult people and where like the the issue with that and protecting the queer community especially when then they're plugging at the very end that net uh netflix's new show with vanessa and nick is going to be queer dating the, yeah. ultimatum. the ultimatum so you yeah. need to have an educator on here talking about that here we have these two people and regardless of you know there's a lot of he said she said going on and who said what and we don't necessarily know because we don't know the behind the scenes but the issue is is that they say they were joking around but you're still using these derogatory um, and like homophobic slurs as a way to joke and where mm-hmm. the problem that's where the problem lies and the conversation needs to be had if we're then going to also have a a queer dating show and make people feel safe in that situation because Vanessa, even when then yeah. she sat down with Marshall and um, brought up uh, the the tw- he was like, well, what about the text that Jackie sent? And she was like, I, I don't want to say those because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, we we need someone on here who's an educator who can have this conversation. Yeah.
0: I, I don't even know if it was that. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying about that, but I don't think Netflix gave a fuck. If you look at like what Bachelor did, remember Eric Schwer? Photo <sighs> surfaces of him in Blackface, yep. they ignore, did not happen, do not talk about. I think Netflix is doing the same thing there. I think but why then they-, they
6: brought up Greer blitzer and then they brought in the the racism expert
0: sure but that was because they were forced to by what we call the fourth audience the people watching the show there was such an outrage and Michelle Young yeah being like fuck it I'm done with this franchise but I don't like Netflix doesn't want to address those things for sure or kinetic content I think more they were scared about Jackie specifically contradicting the edit and revealing producer practices Mm -hmm. because she had already done it on uh, Instagram she had already put out a post saying look I didn't not go to the fucking dress fitting to be with Josh. She was we were already broken all up. All
1: the receipts, <laughs> exactly. And I
0: think they were like, we can't have her sitting on a live fucking stage, able to say anything, because we can't control that. I think it was specifically to control the narrative they were trying to promote in the season. Mm. All the the slurs that they used, I think that was for Netflix like afterthought. Wow. Like maybe an added benefit that we don't have to deal with that either, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean with with within the whole conversation with the Zoom because it's pre-recorded, you're a little bit like who knows what was cut out, what was left yeah. in. But yeah, Jackie her big thing in that conversation was that she went on the date after everything and and here we go. Love is Blind situated the order in a way that made it look like she was a quote-unquote cheater. I know as an audience member... I wasn't even thinking about that when I was watching it. I was like, I have a problem with the conversation, the breakup afterwards. I wasn't even thinking about that there had been the because I'm like, here we are in the love is blind context where people are getting engaged in days. So someone then jumping into a relationship 24 hours later, I hadn't even really thought about it. It was just more the way in which she broke up with him that I was like, no, no, no. And the behavior then, you know, Mm -hmm. leading up to that. I'm also
6: really curious about the implication there. If that is the correct timeline, then you're basically saying that Brett is just acting when he talks to Marshall and says Jackie's not showing up.
1: I think what she was saying is the the um, wedding dress fitting happened right before and then she broke up with Marshall and then she went on the date. So mm. she didn't show up to oh, the wedding gotcha, dress gotcha. fitting, mm-hmm. but then she broke up with Marshall after that. I think that's what the order was, but there were so many <laughs> like text messages and receipts put out there that I, I got a little, I'm sure I'm messing it up somewhat. No, but.
0: it's overwhelming. And I mean, that's another thing too that is happening. I think like the culture of love is blind with the players putting out receipts and contradicting the edits like immediately, as soon as they air, people are like, no, fuck it, that's not how it happened. Look, yeah. I was here, I was doing this. And again, I don't think they're getting any kind of response legally from kinetic or Netflix. They're not getting these cease and desist. They're certainly not getting sued. I think that would be in news at this point. Um, Bachelor players don't do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're, they're starting to, It's starting to like creep out and you see some collectivized plays like in season 25, all the players of that season putting out the thing when Chris Harrison, uh, you know, said what he said in the the interview with Rachel Lindsay. But I think what love is blind, what these players are really doing is starting to like loosen the parameters of what players on any of these shows can do because bachelor players have to be looking at this and being like, fuck. These bachelor producers fuck me over in an edit. They Franken bit me saying this shit. They set up this fucking thing. These guys are talking about it. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I think you're going to start seeing a tidal wave of players uh, coming out of all these shows now, just openly contradicting the edits and throwing the producers under the bus.
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Well, Marshall was not happy. <laughs> Marshall was not happy with <laughs> Vanessa. When no. She was asking the questions and he was like, you've put me in this situation where now I'm there's all these points and this person isn't here in real life for me to actually have a back and forth, which left him. I mean, it just was so unfair in yeah. the position that it left him in where he's trying to recall everything. Yeah. And then she's like, let me help you remember And, um, you know, he's trying to bring up how it was on her end, on Jackie's end as well. But Vanessa is kind of like, yeah, we already know. (laughs) It's just it was so rough. I don't know if she sent him flowers Mm -hmm. as well as Paul. We didn't see any flowers on Marshall's end. (laughs) But, um, you know, he ultimately in the conversation um, and then afterwards in follow up interviews, Uh, these two, he said that he wanted to have a truce with Jackie and Josh. And he Mm -hmm. said, you know, I'm happy for them. It's been a year, et cetera, et cetera. And then in other interviews, he said, like, I'm trying to make peace. I'm happy for them. It wasn't for me. Um, He said, I don't think she's toxic. I think there are toxic traits, but I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it looks like these two, after a lot of back and forth, have come to a truce because she posted on her Instagram and said that she apologizes for her actions to Marshall and that they have both spoken. So yeah. I don't know if we're going to be hearing from them. We'll see if there's a breakup on Jackie and Josh's yeah. end eventually and if a perfect match happens with them as
0: well. I would love to see that. You know what Marshall should have done in that moment when Vanessa, Vanessa Lachey was like, OK, Marshall, what do you think of all the things that she just said in the Zoom? And he's like, well, I'd, I'd really like to you know, be able to talk to a person. He should have gone like, well... <laughs> Vanessa, it's funny you ask that, because you know as well as I know, the producers have already promised that me and Jackie are going to have our own hour-long special (laughs) airing right here on Netflix next Friday night. So I'll wait to say what I have to say until then. Seriously? Put it into the feed. I mean... Now what?
1: That's so smart. Genuinely, they left... That reunion left open a space for all of the contestants to go on so many podcasts and interviews because everyone was left with so many questions. Like, can someone answer these? I mean, Netflix really, they left that gate wide open for...
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the, the players are contractually obligated or prohibited from saying or what type of speech they can and can't use in these live shows, but I think any of them. Could have basically painted the producers into a corner where they've got to produce another episode with them or or anything else. Just say, like the producers told yeah. me I was gonna be gonna coming be back to do this. Match. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you on perfect match next season. Yeah. Uh producers, thanks so much. It's gonna be a great season. Tune in. I'm definitely gonna be there day one, <laughs> going hard. Yeah. Then, I'll
6: be in the first group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first single. Up uh, to you producers uh, now. What? Perfect match. You put me on this live show and
0: try to <clears throat> fuck me over, fuck you. That's exactly what he should have done, in my opinion.
6: I saw a video of Jackie, and she was hanging out with Arena and I was like, villain dynamic duo for me. Yeah. Oh, my. Now, the question
1: is, will someone like an arena be willing to go on a perfect match after...
0: Yes. I mean, I think that, yeah, she
2: definitely what? seems like she would be down.
1: I'm just thinking, oh, yes. she seems like she'd be down to me. I'm just thinking myself. I'm like, if I was a villain on a show, I would not ever go on anything else. Now, I know there's a chance that I could be redeemed, but also there's a chance that it could get so much worse.
0: She's sitting at, I believe, 60 point something K on Instagram. She can get that into... I think she's
6: into, almost at 100, isn't she? I'm
0: going to look right now, but she can easily get that over a couple hundred K and be making influencer money. If she goes on perfect match, in my opinion, um,
6: and maybe find love.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe find but how love. do you, you know, how do you, how do you, how do but you I'm become like, an influencer? If no one likes you, <laughs> I'm
6: like, but what are,
1: like, it's, it's just
0: so 99.2 it right Ooh, now. She's, she's close. close. Very close. Cusp. She's close. Cusp.
1: I couldn't do it, but we'll see. We'll see if, if she's on our screens for perfect match, we'll
0: see if she's got nerves like Chad. You know what there's what I mean? yeah, just no downside to it you are to be built to a be built way to different... be able
6: to handle that much criticism as
0: much as I disagree with what Nick Viall said about virtually everything over the entire course of his podcast <laughs> uh, but specifically about what he's talking about with reality TV uh, performers being like woe is me and, and he believes that's why like the UCAN foundation was started I disagree with all of that the one thing I do agree with what he said is it is kind of what you're going into and if you're going into reality TV for Finding love fine that can be part of it, but you have to also be aware like there is a massive business opportunity in this to come out of it and use that platform to make money. If you're not wanting to do that, I guess you can go into it for the experience or to have fun or whatever, but that's there, that's a, a piece of it. And to ignore that, I think is a mistake, especially for somebody like Irina, who can turn what was otherwise like kind of a bad experience, it seemed like on Love is Blind, you can potentially turn that around by going on Perfect Match, mm. boosting your numbers, and now you've got a little bit of a career out of it. And maybe you launch a podcast or a YouTube channel or, or whatever else in the meantime. Um, I just see like, especially in the kinetic shows, the benefit of Perfect Match is going to be unparalleled across all of reality tel- television. Like Bachelor in Paradise is at this point a a very pale imitation of Perfect Match, which is strange because Perfect Match is spawned out of Paradise.
1: Right. And I'm interested to see, too, what Bachelor in Paradise does to try to up their game. I know there's a lot of rumors swirling around about numerous Bachelorettes potentially joining Bachelor in Paradise this coming Mm, season, which I definitely think would boost those numbers. I will simply say
0: this about the upcoming season of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh it's gonna be very good. I think there's gonna be some oh. high level play that you're going to be seeing this season.
6: <laughs> I'll say this about that's the next season of VIP yes <laughs> i'm go. so excited i'm yeah. so excited Find them all. But i love that up the budget pay the former crowns to mm-hmm. all be on sand make it spice it up they gotta do something they've gotta because do something they're getting left in the dust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: the pale thing the pale comparison of uh Love Island that they try to do with with the split week or oh, whatever. The Casa
6: More ripoffs.
1: Split that was week. so brutal. The Casa More. It was. Amor rip-offs. It was so it's like, hey, we're bad. building all these
0: relationships. Grind it to a halt. Make them all sad. Uh, I want to see shots of everybody uh, sitting around crying. Nothing else. It was yeah. Yeah. so fuck? treacherous.
1: And Casa More. Every season for Love Island is so epic. It's the best it's the part. part of best Love part. Island. I want to fast forward. If I'm watching a delayed season, I want to fast forward to that episode where they enter oh, Casa More. And then with Bachelor in Paradise, they just absolutely made a mockery of Casa Amor. Why do
6: you think that it they didn't do it as well as Casa Amor?
0: It's the control. Yeah, I'm telling it must you.
6: be. It. You have not seen Love Island.
0: I've seen a little bit.
6: Have you seen Casa Amor?
0: I think so. I watched Love Island USA season one. I believe it was in that, right? It
1: must be, it must be the control piece because everything else was very similar.
0: Yes. And cost out more like the, the seed of it. What makes it good is the chaos of it. It's that there is no control. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Somebody could be switching relationships. Maybe they're just playing it as a game. Maybe it's real. Maybe they really do want to go with this other person, but it's, it's this like forced chaos on these players. Whereas in Bachelor in Paradise, it's like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna do the split week. They're gonna go this way, and we think this is gonna happen, but keep uh Michael Olio and Daniel Maltby out of it because we need to put them up as a shining example. So they're even breaking their own rules in it to try and control another situation. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just not they the Bachelor producers. I think at this point, this is my own two cents on what I'm seeing on screen. They don't understand how to actually make this show anymore. Yeah. They believe it's about controlling everything to the finest detail. And, and especially on paradise, writing sketches about Sally's suitcase and shit and having Wells Adams and wigs. Like that's not funny. <laughs> And we don't give a fuck. (laughs) We don't. Um, Um, What are you doing? They
6: broke their rules in another way, which is that they were like, okay, the leftover guys who didn't reap match have to leave, but the leftover girls, they just let them stay in. I think part of the problem was that people weren't open enough at that point. So we only saw like Shanae going
0: on a bunch of dates. Right.
6: That's
1: true. And none of those
0: ring true either. Yeah. You know that they're just like fucking around no. to stay on TV.
1: The timing of it was not good. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like everyone
6: was so- too solid. Yeah.
0: And then by the time I you like had the... I ups to see the, some
6: uh, shakeups and cause that more. <laughs>
0: by the time you had Rodney Matthews leaving Sand and it resulted in a a literal group psychological break where everyone, <laughs> everyone is just <laughs> sobbing. It. That's what the show is now. Yeah. You, you drive these people to uh, the point of basically a breakdown. To such a degree that they all literally do it. And that's a whole episode. You're just watching everybody in the show fucking sobbing. That's not fun for an audience to fucking watch. We want escapism. I want to see people having fun on a beach that I can't go to doing things that I'll never be able to do because I'm just a regular person sitting at home in my house. Instead, I'm watching people get tortured uh, to the point of nervous breakdowns. Yes. That's, that's not a very also, fun show. Also
1: Love Island what they do is almost every single night they throw them a party, they Play give the game. them they do the, the truth games or dare type games. They make games. them do the truth or dare games, they make them do the lie detector test games, yep. like send the heart rate them, games. They
6: send them a little fake newspaper of what's happening at the other house yeah. sometimes it's, so that they're like my partner's cheating, I'm going to cheat.
1: It keeps everything spicy and the games keep it fun, it's moving. Yeah, god so much there's no fun in bachelor
0: nation anymore no they've just turned it into like really it's about sorrow that's what that show is and (laughs) it it, it becomes very hard to um (laughs) for an audience to have fun or to even want to identify with these people i mean like the leads traditionally in these shows are like heroes to us they represent um either the perfect version of a man or a woman somebody that we'd want to date or somebody we want to be the most
6: eligible man or woman in the country
0: yeah And now these leads are uh, notoriously treated like shit. They are made to do things they don't want to do. You, you have Clayton Acker coming out of that show talking about all the mental health issues that he's had as a result of it. It's not a fun thing to be. Mm. So it's not a a fun thing for us to watch as an audience and want to be. We don't want to be in that situation. It looks like fucking horrible. It's like hell on earth. They literally called the rose ceremony from hell. How am (laughs) I supposed to watch that and want to be anybody involved in it? You know, there's no way to identify with their characters anymore. Um, And they got to get that back on track. And I think love is blind actually does a great job of exactly the opposite. We all want to be fucking Tiffany and Brett. Everybody we wants to be in that fucking relationship. I want to be. I you know? want to
1: be them. <laughs> and you get to laugh at
0: Arena and and whoever else doing their wacky shit. You get to laugh at Zach when his legs hanging off the boat and we doing the fucking proposal. You get to you laugh know?
1: when when at the very end they show us all the behind the scenes of what it's like in their homes. Which by the way, Chelsea and Kwame, what a pad! Holy smokes! Uh, oh my, <laughs> so she's so fancy. Um, and then Brett with that with that shoe wall. But then we get to to giggle along with Zach and wonder if he's playing a joke on us when he decides to do another serenade. <laughs> and yeah. Looking deeply into Bliss's eyes, and I go, "Is this supposed to be a funny moment where we're laughing? He's laughing know. at himself, but or
6: I, is this I
3: serious?" The
1: <laughs>
2: caveat, little little moment, was that he did a country song and he sang in a country accent. He, he went full stage which He coach. broke all the rules of like. He just changed his accent. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I, you know, if like, at least the first time he was just kind of like,
6: That's a you know,
2: there's a Blarney <laughs> stone or whatever. And all of a sudden he's just like, come on, down. You're like, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't just have a country accent.
6: I like that he takes big did swings. It. He
2: takes massive yeah, swings. He did a big swings. swing
6: parasocially too where yeah. he grew out a giant beard. So yeah. I assumed he was alone. Everyone thought it was the single beard. <sighs> it's a good trick. He facial got hair play he learned from the best deanie babies when he shaved his mustache for Caitlyn to leave the beach with her. I'm good, just getting the, I'm play. just getting
2: the vibe from him that he is not playing any games. Like he is just like He's just a Listen. unique character and Listen, he's guys, just like, like anyone who sings like that wall, dead serious and he owls. can keep it.
1: Listen, everyone, I'm telling you right now, I believe everything's access. <laughs> I loved his, I really believe I loved him. his receipts. I absolutely love them. I believe in Tiffany and Brett's love so deeply. I believe in Zach's and Bliss's love so deeply. I, I hope and pray that Kwame and Chelsea continue their love story. Yeah. You know, I was curious and head scratchy about it, but God bless. Uh, Paul and Micah are question marks to me. Yep. In how, in their screen time situation. Irina, I feel fairly
6: confident about. Mm-hmm. I did like when they did ask Paul, like, doesn't Micah look like your mom? Isn't she like your mom? And he's like, physically.
2: He's like that's about the only oh, thing they're similar with. Oh
5: my gosh! Because well, his whole in... beef
2: was like you're not nurturing or whatever, and then he clearly was saying like my mom's very nurturing. Yeah, that's oh. the only thing they look. He's like I, just I think my mom feeding. is hot.
0: Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> you're nothing like her on the inside. <gasps> that's what I'm really in love with about my mother. <laughs> Something like that. And Something by the way, now like, like I don't, I don't give, uh, I don't have any type of negative feeling about Zach for doing his country accent. I myself have done this. In a, do you remember the? I wrote a chorus for a bachelor theme song called "For the Right Reasons," and I would sing that in a country accent.
1: Well, it is a I tad a different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to I am swoon from
0: Texas. your
2: lover with it, though. You know what I mean? It's a little different. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just appreciate how hard he goes and I mean, how he doesn't even crack a smile. Your
6: lover, <laughs> I go, are
2: he, you? He, come on down here, girl. <laughs> he
1: swoons me by not serenading to me. Yeah. yeah
2: uh, I'm anti yeah. serenade. Yeah, I I'm say it, I anti- would
1: never do that
2: to you. I'm just like, I'm to you. you. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: He just affirms every day. I wake up every moment. It's just FYI, I would never serenade you. And I'm yeah. like, I have never been more attracted to anyone in my whole life. I told
6: Jake I only want to be serenaded like Heath Ledger and 10 Things I Hate About You. It has to be to that song. And okay, well, that, it's also a
1: very different energy. It's a very mm-hmm. different energy, you know? So long as you're not looking deeply in my eyes the entire time, we can, mm-hmm. we can make it work. But Zach held that long-ass eye contact, and he did his country accent, and he... He ended and he rapped. He started this with a serenade and he ended it with a serenade because he knows how to bookmark a goddamn show. You think he's yeah. going to put out an album? I sure I hope really so. so. Mm. I too. would purchase it. I could Same. listen to it, but I, I mean, a man knows. of many gifts, lawyer, yeah. singer, serenader,
6: social media influencer. Okay. What did you think <laughs> about his intro joke line to the women saying that he was a stripper and it was a trick to see if they hated strippers?
1: I hated it at first, and I was panicking watching it. I put the covers over my face, and I was like Mm -hmm. hyperventilating Mm because I was so awkward. And then he got me, and I fell in love. Wow. I couldn't help it. He locked me in. But it's like
0: a litmus test for him because of his mom.
1: Yeah. That's what I figured out. But it was a trick. I don't think it was a smart choice. (laughs) I don't think it was a wise choice.
6: Yeah, But it was was
1: his way of, of testing to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
6: eventually he's like the have one to thing that like something your yeah. joke is like the one thing I really care about or something like
1: I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I Zach. Don't either. Well Congratulations to all the happy couples wow. and yes. to and you know thank you for the season. And as you, season. as you were saying, Chad, to their to their growing uh, uh Instagram followers yep. that they're amassing, I hope and pray for them that they're able to make amazing influencer deals Me and too. bring in that cash.
3: Absolutely. Um,
1: after the trauma that was endured and uh that we gained from our viewing pleasure. We thank you all.
0: <laughs> yes, we thank you for Seriously. your, suffering. your suffering.
1: Thank you both so much for joining us. So, we so appreciate yes. Game of Roses on all the podcast platforms and um also the Patreon. If we you want to go back and watch all the Love is Blind.
0: Yeah. You can do it with me.
1: Fantastic. Actual clues yes and sometimes me and yep. sometimes At a drop Pace in case. from Pace case. It is absolutely fantastic. All right, thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you. guys. And thank you so much oh, to legends. Bachelor Clues and Case Case for joining us on that journey. We just love them so much. They're so fantastic. Um, So we did it. We, we did, did it. the Love is Blind. It's insane. We did the Love is Blind journey. And I, re- minus the reunion, which I enjoyed complaining about, minus the reunion, what a fantastic season.
2: Such a good season. So many ups and downs. What I really liked about it was just that like, you started with a strong opinion about people and ended completely in a different category and different feeling. And I think that's like, that's the sign of a good show.
1: Yeah. They really took you on a journey. You don't
2: have everything up front. Yeah. You didn't see certain things coming. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, that's the sign of a good show. It's also crazy to think this is our 20th episode.
1: I know. And we've been since
2: your mom and dad started and we've done two seasons of shows.
5: Pretty exciting. Kinda it's kind of wild. Yeah.
2: Exciting. Like it felt like we just started this like a week ago. It's <laughs> kind of insane.
1: Thank you so much to the family for joining us in this Seriously. journey and for being patient with us as we were behind on this one. You know, yes. I think probably next time we'll
3: be we'll be. Yeah.
1: It ended up being kind of a thing because Zach's season was still ending. Yes. When Love is blind started. We didn't want to not and that it was a whole thing. But now we're like, you know what? Next time Love is Blind comes around, we're gonna be on we'll top of it. We'll be on, on it. it. I mean, <laughs> we promise. We promise. Family, yes, speaking of the family. It would not
2: be an episode if we didn't, you know, hear from our uh hear from our family oh, and, call and you home, know, of do course. A call home. But before we do oh, call sorry.
1: home, I do have to announce to the family mm. what our journey is going to be looking like for the next few weeks. Yes, yes, I yes. I think yes, it's yes. very important. So next week we are going to have some guests that I'm very excited about um to catch up with. You shall see. Mm. You shall find out. Um, but then after next week. We have a few weeks until we dive into charity season which yes. I am so excited about so I'm like what are we going to do in these upcoming few mm-hmm, weeks mm-hmm. Uh, what do we want to talk about and I put a, a question poll out on our Instagram and a vast vast majority of people said y'all better fucking talk about Vanderpump rules <laughs> so we are going to apparently be apparently
2: there's been some drama there now,
1: apparently there's been a little bit of drama I've, I sure I've heard know. that
2: there's some sort of like issue going on with them or something, something. I
1: don't know. so listen here's the thing obviously this season of Vanderpump is coming to an end Yeah. so what we're going to do is this uh, not next week but the following week we are going to um, go over kind of all the drama we're going to recap all the drama that's been happening yeah. everything off screen catch everybody up if you haven't seen the show before ever or watch the season it'll be a great recap right. and also if you have a place to like still find out all the current tea that's mm-hmm. going on Um. but then after that we will be recapping the remainder episodes, which are basically, basically going to be like the finale and the reunions, which are the best part yeah. because this finale, these last few episodes are coming in with current drama. Right. And then all of the podcasts that are going to be happening with these different people in the upcoming weeks are are going to be wild. So what you're saying is we're
2: going to be up on it. We're going to be up on it. Guys, we're starting Vanderpump (laughs) season one, and in two years, we'll get to the drama that's happening now. Strap in.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) No, we're going to be up on it, guys. We're
1: going to be up on it. We're going to be up on it. And if you're all panicky, like you haven't watched all of them, that's so. then we'll have an episode where we're kind of catching up a little bit and making sure that we're updated with all the current tea and what our thoughts are up until what's currently happening so I'm excited stay tuned but next week we have some guests i'm very excited yes, about it'll be a fun week. um i can't wait and then we have charity season oh my yes. god oh, i'm excited yes it's, it's gonna, gonna be awesome begin.
2: it's gonna you know it's like it's like getting back home
1: yeah i know you know
2: when that bachelor season comes around and the bachelor bachelorette franchise comes around it's like
1: it's cozy. the old
2: jacket you put on and you're like this thing always fits
1: it's perfect you know blanket. i'm excited it's a warm blanket all right now let's do some call all home. right let's do it. <laughs> Remember, you can
3: always call
5: home. Hi, Jess and Evan. I just want to say thank you both for being iconic. And just some context to my situation I was born and raised in an evangelical environment in a Pentecostal church. I'm an only child, and I was raised by a single mother. And she is very much a product of that environment. She's Mm. been in it her entire life, Mm. has some generational trauma to work through that just hasn't been. And two and a half years ago, my husband and I bought our first home. And at the same time, she had just relocated to our state and we generously offered a couple of rooms in our house for her to get back up on her feet, kind of heal, take care of some things. Needless to say, none of that happened. She thought she was moving into, quote, unquote, bless us, when really it did quite the opposite. A lot of things just went wrong over the years, and we finally decided five months ago we needed to ask her to move out and set some boundaries, and that's really hard for me to Mm -hmm. do with her. Um, She's a really bad victim complex. She's had it my entire life. And my husband and I gave her five months notice to move out. And sure enough, our biggest fear, she waited until the very last week to do anything about it. And now her and my husband don't even talk. Things Mm -hmm. have just gotten progressively worse. Um, So any suggestions on how to move past this once she's out and heal from it is greatly appreciated. Thank you
2: oh man first of all i love the tablet like that's the classic (laughs) there's nothing worse when two people are on different pages when someone says i'm doing you a favor and the other person goes no i'm doing you a favor (laughs) that's like worst case scenario and then you add on top of it it's family oh Oh, my man. it's the
1: one-two punch did she
2: say that they had kids or no i don't think so okay so yeah that's also another thing right is like when you have mother-in-law or mother living with you, and you don't have children to be like, oh yeah, maybe we can kind of work on a deal here where you <laughs> yeah. give me date nights, I give you rent kind we of can
3: thing. Do a little swap but if situation. it's just like
2: you know, just living with you, you know that is tough. And then you and then you like attach to it like it's my own mom or it's it's my person's mother and you know their mother. So it's my right. mother-in-law, like. It's complicated.
1: Right. I know. And well, like she was saying, it's really hard for her. I mean, it's her mom. Of course. Um, Oh man, I'm so sorry. This type of family stuff is tough. Um, okay.
2: Want me to throw out? Or do you already have one?
1: No, I was just going to say my knee jerk reaction. I mean, it's not, this is not any sort of incredible answer. I don't feel like, but my knee jerk reaction is that it's going to be okay. Like I Mm -hmm. I do believe that it's a very, it's a sensitive open wound right now. Everyone's frustrated with each other because you guys are frustrated with her being like, we gave you this gift and we were being super generous. And then, you know, you took advantage of it and you didn't leave and now you're giving a shit about it. And that is really hard. And then you're, uh, mom is feeling sensitive because she's probably feeling like they didn't want me here. And I thought I was giving them a gift. I mean, everyone's everyone's sensitive right now. And the wound is very fresh and it's open. Um, I think that this will heal in time. And I think it will heal probably quicker than you might think it will. Um, I know that you said your mom has a like a victim complex. So I know that that then makes things um, especially being the child more complicated because you might feel like your mom is always kind of hanging it over your head and making well, you feel. Well, then it gives you a
2: guilt complex. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <clears throat> I feel you. I see you. I'm um, so You have this guilt complex yeah. all the time. Um, I would do your very best to know that you absolutely did not do anything wrong in this situation. You wanted to help your mom out and then eventually you set up boundaries that needed to be set up and you're a great kid. You're an amazing child to your to your mother. Um, so know that um, and know, prepare yourself for probably some passive aggressive messages and texts and mm. do everything you can to prepare yourself for that, knowing that those are coming from a place of hurt, not where she's trying to be hurtful to you. Mm. Obviously, you need to protect yourself. And if you feel like, You know, I need to put up a boundary for a while and like communication. I'm not ready for it. It's too much. I think it's absolutely valid to take a step away and do whatever you need to do to protect yourself. But if you're wanting to continue to have a relationship with your mother, like I said, I think that it's good to give it a minute. Let it simmer. um, Give everyone time so the wound isn't quite as open. Um, And your mom will probably move on to something else that she's processing through and will move on from this. Mm -hmm. And then you can all kind of gradually, you know have those maybe those conversations that it's too sensitive to have right now. Yeah. The other thing I would say too just a side note as someone who has not been definitely not been in this exact situation but in certain similar situations I would say um know that your husband there's going to be frustration there, especially because it's not his parent, So it's not quite as like, there's not that connection of like, oh, this is my mom. So he's going to be frustrated, I'm sure. And if he is very wary of like a future relationship that I know it might be hard, but to like be patient with him because it's not his parent and that's a lot to process.
2: Yeah. I think that's all great. Yeah. I think that's really good advice when it comes to the dynamic of it. Yeah, I'm going to be old dad here. Uh Oh, and no, no, no. And just more and go uh, and talk about the practical side of this. Okay. I think that how you said, oh yeah, she had five months to do it. Didn't do anything. She's obviously dragging her feet. She obviously doesn't want to leave. She obviously, there's going to be all sorts of, you know, you're kicking me out. You don't love me. Like you're, you're bringing up in these moments. I'm usually a big fan of focusing on the practicals Mm -hmm. and then it'll kind of like relieve the emotion of it. So don't even make this about mom. I mean, in my opinion try not to make this about mom, you're overstaying your welcome mom. You're um, using us or, you know, don't let, don't let it get to the point where then she's saying, you don't even want me. Don't even deal with that. Focus on help you help yourself. So if I were you, I'd go mom, here's a list of five apartments I found. Mm. These are great. They're right in your budget. Help her to help herself to help you basically in this way. So if you're just going to wait for her to do it, I think you're going to have a lot of problems if she's already dragging her feet for five months. And this obviously is advice. If she's still there, I think she's still there. If she is still there. yeah,
1: I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. sure. If she
2: is still there, make it really practical. Just like give her a list of places you found that are right in the budget. Help her move. Like, just make it really like practical. Here's how I already got this set up for you. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And then deal once she's out with all the emotional side of things. But it's going to be really hard for you to deal with the emotional side of things while trying to move her out. Mm -hmm. So just keep it practical You know, um, that would be my advice is like, help yourself help her because it's going to be tough if you don't, Yeah. you know, you just got to know you might have to just help her with this one. Um, even though it's going to be more work for you at the end, I think you'll just kind of thank yourself for yeah, putting and she, that work and in. And she's
1: probably not going to be super grateful. There's probably going to be you a just, lot of yeah. comments thrown out that are, again, passive aggressive of like, you're trying to get me out and you know all yeah. that. But again, just try to remember that that's coming from an internal place of hurt that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I So agree.
2: keep it simple especially while she's in the house yeah. i wouldn't try to like work through all the issues while she's still in the house you're going to need some space yeah. before you can actually like hey let's schedule a lunch at her apartment talk about some of these issues if they're still there but trying to do it in the midst of like here here's another box and then here's what you know it's that's going to be really raw yeah so keep it practical i think that's my advice until the time's right
1: agreed yeah agreed tough Good luck, though, yeah, to good you. Luck. again, I, I just would encourage you to to I'm sure you're feeling a lot of hurt right now and so much stress to know that this this is likely going to heal over. OK, everyone's yeah. raw. It's very sensitive right now, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure that in time. It's going to be OK. Mm-hmm. It's going to be OK.
2: Yeah. Well, we love you. Good we luck love you. On we
1: love you so much. Good luck. We love you all. Um, <sighs> big hug. Big, hugs. big, love big hug. <laughs> big love is blind. Hug. Love is blind. Hug. Tune in next week for some fun guests. Yes. And uh, have a great week.
2: You guys have a have a blessed week. Have okay. A blessed have a blessed week.
1: week. We love you all we'll so much. We'll see you much. next time. Mwah. Bye. Bye.